from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, in the afterglow of the Direct, we'll talk about what Game Boy games we want to come to Switch, and what could make some good video game TV shows. I got myself primed up and ready to blast. I asked ChatGPT to write about Nintendo Main Podcast. It said, I'm sorry, but I don't have any information about a specific podcast called Nintendo Main Podcast. But it kept learning. about chat gpt so that's on them i don't know what the fuck that is All right, well john posted some stuff in the slack and then i checked that myself a couple of days ago because i keep reading articles about it and stuff so it's just another it dumb ai program right except uh, this one can write scripts for you i'm telling you soon soon enough it'll be writing a marvel movie that's oh yeah you no know, it can write <laughs> scripts like it can write uh, computer codes it's gonna it's yeah, gonna, it can write, it's very convincing it's going yeah. to be writing Disney Plus shows very quickly. Yep. It's going to be like the normal, what is it, the, yeah. the uh, manatees in South Park. Yeah, pretty much. Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 358, your place to hear Nintendo fans talk about all the direct stuff after the direct, more sober this time, I promise. I was a little excited about the direct and alcohol last week, so if anybody noticed that, sorry. We're your hosts. I'm Trey, the never-ending search for that last missile expansion, Johnson. I'm Jeremy Mona Forever. Mikowski. I'm an AI posing as John Edder. Mona is great, and so is WarioWare, which is what you're talking about, which we will talk about that. Yeah, Mona's awesome. Point. Mona's great. All the characters are great. That whole that, that first game is wonderful. Like, even even now, it's still great, like, from beginning to end, I think. But let's start off the show as we normally do, and talk about games that we bought and games that we've been playing. Well, there's, I mean, there's a, we have a lot of overlap here. I guess we could just jump into... um. I've mostly been playing stuff from the Direct, obviously, because that was uh, what happened last week. I've been playing a whole lot of Metroid Prime, uh, almost too much, or I'm kind of tired of it now. But as I said as my middle name, I'm on the never-ending search for the for the last missile expansion, and that's uh, where I'm at. I think I've been I think I've spent like five hours searching for a fucking missile expansion that I can't find. I'm trying to beat the game with 100%, which I've never done before. I've beat it a couple times before that but you get a special ending which shows pretty much shows the birth of dark samus if you uh beat it with 100 oh. with 100 percent. i always wanted to see that and i was like well i should do it for this uh remastered version because i've never done it before and i'm at 99 98 wow and i'm missing the final miss missile upgrade there's 250 uh you get 250 missiles so there's 50 missile upgrades total so i have 49 and it's really irritating because i feel like I've gone over all of them over and over and over again, and I can't seem to find the one that I missed. And I've been looking at guides, you know, obviously, because I can't, I, I would have just lost my mind if I just went there, through there to try to play it. And I turned off all the music, you know, because it makes a noise whenever you're buying items, which I actually didn't know that until I'd already beaten the game the original time. But whenever you're buying an item, it goes like, wow, 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 like that. And if you turn off the music, it's louder, obviously. So, oh, so I've been using the music's great. 
So I know the music's great, but you can hear the noises better. And after you played the game for like 20 hours, the music is, it's a little, <laughs> I'm a little tired of it. But uh, yeah, no, I, I've just been, uh, I've been searching around for this fucking missile expansion. It's annoying. But before I was annoyed by the game, I really, really liked it to the point of, um, I made a specific folder on my Switch for my favorite video game era, the GameCube, PlayStation 2, Xbox era. Oh. So that's pretty is cool. This, you're going to go back to saying, uh, what, what was your favorite year again? 2008? 2002, yeah. Which, oh, is, yeah, which is that time. <laughs> which is the time of the GameCube, PS2, Xbox time. No, I was just wondering how many games I had from those from those systems at that time. So I made a folder, and I have like 20. I have 20 games in here. Wow. So just that's, from like re-releases and stuff? Yeah, like, uh, you know, like Super Monkey Ball 1 and 2, Banana Mania remake. I put uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars in there because uh, Sunshine's in there. Uh, you know, Resident Evil, Resident Evil 1, Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy, uh, Jedi Outcast. Cell Damage, Ikaruga, Blood Rain, Grandia, because Grandia 2 was on PlayStation 2. Persona 4 Golden, even though it's on, even though it was on Vita, it's a PlayStation 2 game, so I'm just like, it goes in there. Uh, Onimusha, Warlords, Destroy All Humans, Katamari Damacy, Reroll, Shin Megami Tensei 3, Republic, Republic Commando, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, Doom 3, Oddworld, Stranger's Wrath, and Jedi Academy are all from uh, that. 2002 trade could see 2023 trade, think. Nothing changed. The Switch was made for you, specifically in this case. There is a lot of stuff on there. No, I mean, those, uh, yeah, that's one of my favorite game times. So I just, I made a little folder for it of stuff that I, maybe I could I'd be like, well, I should try to beat some of these other ones in there that are, that are at that time. But yeah, that's what Metroid Prime Remastered did for me. And while I was watching those videos, watching old videos of where all the missile locations are on the GameCube one, man, the game looks a lot different. <laughs> like if, uh, like it's, you know, it looks really good. But go back and watch some footage of the GameCube one. Like, it does not... There's, like... They're, like, night and day difference, really. It's not, like, uh... It should have been called a remake, not a remaster, I think. Because I, I feel like they just redid everything. Looks very, very different. It's definitely a remake, but usually remakes have more shit at it. Sure. As far as I can tell, everything's identical. The world is the same, but the way everything looks is different. All the assets were definitely... But was it... It was, um... I wish I could remember where I saw it, but maybe it was on Reddit. There was an article about it using whatever the newest uh, version of the engine that Retro uses. So or whatever they they're using for Right. So maybe they could port. Well, whatever their newest version is, maybe they can port the assets from the original game. So who knows what they actually did, but it looks fantastic. Uh, uh, it maintains, you know, because it doesn't have like Breath of the Wild grass in it or something like that. You know, like it does have nice looking it's still, grass. It still looks like a GameCube game. Like, there's a lot of models and stuff, but they're pretty motionless. They're not like moving dynamically and all that. And I mean, that's okay. I'm not bothered by it because you're on an alien world anyway. So who, yeah. who knows what the physics are like there? But uh, I mean, the the, cre- the creatures look better. Like some of the characters, like the space pirates that you'd run into later, I think look better than they originally did in the GameCube one. But not like a whole lot. You're I definitely guess. much further than me. But I just bought it a couple days ago. But it does look prettier. I was a. Uh, did you did you find the the reflection reflectionless mirror? I was very I was very sad about that. That the, the same. <laughs> there's no reflection anymore. Do you, oh, you remember, it doesn't have the weird like uh, you remember sprite the, on it or whatever. Yeah, you remember the mirror in the Chozo ruins where you could see yourself. It's not there anymore. I don't know why. I don't know why they it's took it out of there, completely. but it makes me very sad. Now, now Samus is a vampire, I guess. And you, and you can you see can... her face in her helmet, though. So yeah, you can still do that. And they've actually redone her face. 
I watched, uh, I did watch a spoiler of the ending, and the face that you see on there is completely different from the face from the GameCube one. So it looks much more realistic now, and I think they use that same face for the for the reflections in the helmet, which is. Cool. I wonder if models were used from like uh, Dread, like if anything got pulled from there. Oh, maybe I don't know. And also, I, I also heard that they uh, didn't include the original team on there in the credits, which sucks. I haven't gotten yeah. to the credits yet, but that's uh, yeah, that's always annoying. Uh, they they just what they did that for the Pac Man game too, the Pac Man re release, and I guess they re they added it in there, and now it's in there now through a patch. But similar thing, the Pac whatever Pac-Man. the the Pac Man world, like they didn't in- include the original developers. So and and the and you know the doors the doors don't really bother me. They uh, I think they actually made them. I think they tried to make them brighter to make it less confusing. I think is what they were trying to do with that. Well, that's specifically what I was reading was the guy, it was just whatever the symbol was meant something within the context of the game universe, and they have the improper symbol on the doors now. Oh, it sounded more like the guy was just mad that he spent a long time designing the doors and they didn't use the same doors that he spent a long time designing. Yeah. That's, that's, what I I, don't that's what I gathered from it. But I think that maybe they just made it, because now like the original one, it just had the colors like on the outline of the door, mm-hmm. and now the colors cover up the, pretty much the entire door. So I thought maybe they were trying to do that to like make less confusion as to what type of uh, beam you have to use to open the door. That's kind of what I gathered from it. I will say you I still get lost. Don't they? Then they remove the or they didn't include lighting effects from the beams, right? Like when you shoot, there's no lighting. Yeah, they, they did. They did actually take that out. Unfortunately, really, it's weird. Yeah, I watched a video. Yeah, it's and you notice it. Like with the original one, when you shoot the light, it would, it would light up down the hallway, like as the as the beam would go. Oh yeah, it doesn't do, it doesn't do that anymore. Maybe they just had to do it to make it run better. I don't know, but they I, I'm sure they cut some corners just to make it look nicer and run faster or whatever. But it's that's weird kind that of they one could that, do that twenty years ago, but not now. On the GameCube, yeah, maybe because of the resolution or something. I don't know. Like you can do that. You can do that on the Shadow Man game, like the '64 game, and it's great. Like I was that. It's just like such an old dumb thing, but I always thought it was really cool. Like a lot of the Doom games would do that too, where you could just like fire a thing and it would just like light up the hallway as it goes through it. I do kind of I do miss yeah, that. Yeah, maybe it has something to do with the actual textures or something that are being manipulated. Well, I always read like if you um as far as the reflection thing goes, if you want to like have a full reflection of your character, don't you have to like create a whole nother room like that's like on the yeah. other side of the mirror to so maybe they just couldn't do that, I guess. Even though it's just yeah, all you really saw was just a little sprite that just like, would move around in the mirror. Super in the low res one. too. Yeah, super low res. So I I don't know. It it was disappointing cuz I always like go and look at that and I was like, "Oh, well, it's not there now." Damn it. But I mean, it's been uh I don't know. Have you haven't played that much, but how have you what have you thought of it so far? Right. So I just got the charge beam to for context and I don't I've never beaten this game before, so it's it's up there with uh Mario 64 or rather where what Mario 64 used to be in that I really want to beat it. So my goal is to beat it on the Switch and uh I can finally say I beat the first Metroid Prime. It's like a Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. You hadn't beat yes, that one and like then you that beat too. it. Yeah, and then you beat it on Switch, so so there you go. And I'll just tell you right now, because I know where all the missile things are, except for the one that I can't find. There are two missile expansions next to the charge beam, so don't forget them before you leave that area. There's okay. actually there's actually technically three, but you can't get the third one yet until you I don't get the care gravity about all suit. That. I'm just telling you. I'm not you, trying I know to get 100%. Where, I, I just know where everything it. is. Yeah, I, I never yeah. beat it with 100%, so I wanted to. But I could tell, I could, I practically have it memorized, because I've looked through it so much fucking times, and I can't find that last one. It's driving me crazy. It is kind of crazy. It is crazy to think this game is so old. I know this is a remake, but twenty one um, years old. <laughs> there's just so much detail crammed in there, and then with all the like scanning things that you do and all that, the lore that you open up, it was uh, wow. I, I tried to read more of the lore too because I remember I skipped through a lot of it on the original GameCube one, and I tried to like you know 
read more of the backstory and all that. And there was one funny one that I found where they were talking about how they were trying to make like Samus style suits for the pirates. And they talk about how many people end up getting killed, like from them trying to, to do the ball move. And I thought that was pretty funny. There's a, there's like a log about that, about how many people had been, had like broken their, broken their legs from trying to create the ball. Yeah. The ball technology and all that. I thought that was that was a nice just a bunch of corpses rolling around. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the robot in the Clark's cartoons when it or the when the car transforms into a robot. Yeah, and all the blood, of it. And all the blood comes out of it. How are the how's the dual stick? Did did you figure out how to get everything? It it as much as I like uh playing it with dual stick, it's some of the control stuff is still kind of weird for a while for me, like to figure out like to try to remember <laughs> because if you remember if you played the GameCube one X is always turned into the ball, and now Y is turned into the ball, and you can't change that, which is really annoying. You could change it through the actual switch mapping if you wanted. Yeah, you could change it in a switch menu, and you can change it in the in the in the Metroid Prime menu only if you're playing it in the original style. If you're playing okay. in the original non-dual stick style, and I don't want to play like that. But I but I played with the dual stick. I used the motion. I actually thought it was because they've kind of added more of the helmet now. Now you can see like the metal of the helmet on the top and the sides. Yeah. I actually got rid of that because I thought it was real. It felt really like um, claustrophobic to me. So I, I got yeah. rid. So I got rid of the helmet, and I also made the um, the HUD about as like uh, transparent as I could before it completely disappearing. Wow! So it would so I could so I could see more of the area, and it's great now. I, I actually took it took it completely away for a while, but you don't know how much your life is or your or your uh, right. missiles or whatever so you, you can't selectively display just certain elements of the hud no you can either you can but you can make it really you can make it really transparent to where you won't necessarily notice it unless you're looking at it or looking at it specifically and that's what i did because i want it to be like more open and it looks really pretty if you take it all away it just shows the beam and that's it but i heard uh, i heard this game is based on the uh, wii re-release more than the gamecube re-release in that it uh is easier i guess than the original gamecube game i've died four times uh, two times I died out of stupidity, kind of, and the and the other two times were against bosses. So I, I died against the Omega Pirate, and I died oh, okay. and I died against um, uh, Ridley as well, which I haven't beaten Ridley yet. Is that the final boss? No, Ridley's the. There's another. Bo- well, the final boss is the Metroid Prime. Oh right, I yeah. Know. So I uh so I tweaked the controls a little bit. So you know I'm playing dual sticks, but I also wanted motion. It took me a little bit to figure out how to use both dual sticks and motion. Then I actually had to go in and turn down the sensitivity of the motion aiming so that it was more like, um, well, I turned down the, I, I messed with the sensitivity of the sticks as well. Uh, oh, yeah. And then I inverted, you know, I inverted an axis and blah, blah, just that. I don't, I had to, I had to tweak it for a while, but eventually I got it to where it feels really good. Um, it feels like Splatoon 3 really is kind of what it feels like where, I guess I don't know on Splatoon 3 if you can dual stick it, but it does have the niceness of like, I use the stick for most of my aiming, but I like do the precision stuff with the motion and it, and it just like, it works really well. And that's like, that's how I like it. Yeah. That was the thing about Splatoon 2. Well, that Splatoon in general that sucked is if you wanted to use the motion, you couldn't use the stick to aim. Right. Like, so you would have to motion the whole thing. But you so can, yeah, you I got, the, I got that worked out. Yeah. It's super smooth. And even the platforming sections I've had, well, obviously I haven't gotten into the really hard stuff yet, but. It felt really nice and smooth and natural, jumping around on platforms and stuff. Yeah, no, I always thought I always thought the platforming was good in that game. Like, I always felt it was pretty good. Like, it's you know, it had come a long way since Turok, you know, since Turok one through three and all that. But I always thought that the platforming was solid. Like, it had this really good weight to it. Like when you jumped, you kind of felt like it. You know, it didn't seem too floaty. Like it felt like the way it would if you were jumping in a giant metal suit or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, do you, do you still have it to where the uh, where the missile is on the top? button on like the, yes. the the top right yeah 
I can either blast with the regular with the blaster from the top or with the A button. Oh yeah, yeah, you can do the the trigger of the A button. Because once I got to the super missiles, it was getting a little confusing where I was trying to. So I ended up switching the missile to X. But it's like I don't understand why you can't just flip X, X and Y. Because in the original game, the missile was, missile was Y and X was the ball. So still, when I'm playing it, I feel like I'm playing the old game and I try to hit Y to shoot somebody and then I turn into a ball and it's like, damn it. So there there have been dumb dumb mistakes like that for me. But I played through almost the whole game before I realized that you have a spring ball that they automatically give you. So if you shake your controller up, you can just jump while you're the ball. Oh. It took me like almost the whole game to figure out that they that Well, thanks for that. telling me cuz I Now you know. And now now it'll be easier for you <laughs> for any of those uh any of those ball puzzles and all that. So but yeah, no, it's great. Uh uh I had uh you'll be happy to know that I had no problem defeating Flagra. Flogger was <laughs> knocked Flogger to the side. Same with Thardis. Thardis was not a was not an issue. Destroyed Thardis in the first in the first run. So wow, Flogger and Thardis fucked him up. Really, you just gotten better. Yeah, maybe or maybe it's easier. And also, dual stick is much easier than the original control stuff. Oh, it's way easier. Yeah, but it's. I'm glad it's on there. I'm, I'm. You know, whenever if I ever find that final missile, which will you know, stay tuned till next week. Maybe I'll find that missile expansion eventually. Uh, I'd like to try Metroid Prime Two Two again. I know there's like new uh, Jeff Grubby Dub or whatever is uh is saying is saying new shit about like he knows things. Uh, is this talking about how two and three are going to come out and not be fully remastered or whatever? I mean, at this point, I kind of just want them to be on there. It's like just put them out because they'll be fun to play. Seems inevitable. Yeah. So I mean, who knows if they'll come out before or after? Probably before <laughs> Metroid Prime Four. I did see a funny post that somebody put up somewhere where they're like, "This Metroid Prime is Metroid Prime Four because." It's the fourth time that Metroid Prime has been released on a Nintendo system, and that is true. So there you go. Because you have Metroid Prime on GameCube, and then you have Metroid Prime on Wii, uh, then the Trilogy, and then you have Metroid Prime Trilogy on Wii U, that's three, and then now you have it on Switch, so that's Metroid Prime 4. It's basically Super Mario Advance 4, Super Mario Advance, <laughs> but Metroid version. We've been playing a lot of that game, too. <laughs> As, which I didn't realize that's what you were talking about last week when you said... Uh, oh, just to what I needed. Yeah, because... Yeah, Cause oh my god! I forgot uh, about that. Yeah, Jess, uh, <laughs> Jess, and I we've been playing the you know the 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 card levels like the basically the Super Mario Maker that's hidden inside of a uh, Mario Three on on Game Boy Advance. They mm-hmm. totally feel like it reminds me a lot of the 3DS uh, Super Mario Maker where it had all those extra levels that Nintendo had made that you could just play through. It's it's very much like that, but yeah, it really blends the elements together of the different games. Um, but Mario is so damn chatty. Like it's <laughs> Jess is always it like, is so shut chatty. the fuck up, Mario. Like really, we don't need you don't need to be so loud. Like it's like it's it was so much better when you didn't say anything. <laughs> it's almost like they felt they had to update the game like in every possible way. And we got to make sure he talks now, and you know. It was like a little bit overkill. Oh, they, they show up no, those they stereo did. speakers. Well, if you remember, like the re-release of Mario, what was it Super Mario Advance One, which was Mario Two? He was like, ah, whenever he threw the 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 vegetables and all that, and it was same thing with the Link to the Past. Like Link's like, yeah, 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 whenever he swings the sword, and it's like, yep. we do, we don't need this. We do, we do not need this. But uh, yeah, you wanted to. Now that everybody had voices from the '64, which seemed like a curse at the time, now we need to add voices to every other version of them. So. There you go. Now the voices can follow you around. Yeah. Uh, one one cool thing about Metroid Prime Remastered as well is you can play it like the Wii version. Like you can use the Joy Cons as, as pointers, as pointer control. I haven't tried like that that's, yet. Uh, there's an option in I there am as intrigued. well. I haven't done it, but it's kind of cool that it's in there. I can't imagine it works as well. Probably not. But uh, but it's in there as an option. Whenever I beat this or get get tired of it, I want to go play Metroid Prime Two on. I'll play it on Wii U because I have a uh, because I have the trilogy 
I'll just play it on there. But it's yeah, it's great. It's it's been one I'm playing more than anything else this week. But I'm glad that you were able to get it, and uh, yeah, you should get through it. I it took a while to talk myself into it, but just the more I saw um, just the discourse online about how good it looked, and also just the thought of playing it on on the big screen, I was like, all right, okay. Because I could play it technically, I could play it on my Wii U because I do have it there, but. It wouldn't be the same. But you can't play it dual stick. No. You you never been able to play it dual stick until now. So so there's feels that. good. Feels real good. And uh, what is it like the highest uh, rated Switch game right now or something? Like it is on Metacritic. Yeah, for the year. Oh, for the year. No, it's the highest rated game period. Yeah, I thought it was the highest awesome. rated game yeah. period because just because yeah. oh, Metroid Prime One is such an excellent game, and you know remastering it in such a great way, it's yeah. just kind of like what can you say? What can you be mad about? Like it looks great. It plays great. Like it's they even got the fonts right. Yeah, I can't even I can't even think like what would be you know what there is to be mad about. It makes other remasters remasters not look so great like that other one that's coming out this week at the end of this week. But is there anything else you wanted to say about Metroid Prime Remastered? No. All right. Well, this is all stuff that we've been playing, so we'll just all kind of talk about it together. Uh, before I like totally dove myself into Metroid Prime Remastered, uh, I just I had to play you know I had to play the Game Boy and the Game Boy Advance stuff, which I'm sure we're all be, we've all been doing. Uh, while yeah. I was while I was editing the podcast last week, I played a lot of WarioWare pretty much while I was doing that, and WarioWare is still awesome. Like it's still hilarious. Like the characters are still great, and it's like the first one, so it's like. Yeah, it's a, it's an incredible game. Like I think everybody should play it. It's it's very well made, a very well made game. Um, yeah, like there's no fat. You know, yeah. they added a bunch of extra shit later. There was a certain you know, it's not my favorite WarioWare, but there is something nice about it. It's still how very good though. Trim it, trim it. The purest yeah, form of WarioWare. Yeah, it was it was the first one, and and just uh, and I remember playing it for the you know for the first time, just seeing these weird stuff. Like I remember. Yeah. I was, you know, I was at Columbia, like, and also, like, talking about, like, making my GameCube folder and all that. The Game mm-hmm. Boy Advance, like, very much fits into that world. Like, when you're playing the Game Boy Advance, you think of the GameCube, because that was, those two were side, were so hand-in-hand, especially with the connector and all that stuff, so. The first time I ever played WarioWare was on a GameCube demo disc, because you Same. could, because you could, well, you probably had it, I might have got it from you, but, uh, yeah, you could hook your Game Boy up to the GameCube, and then it put WarioWare on your Game Boy, and then you could play WarioWare, like that, mm-hmm. and that's the first time I ever played it. And I don't know if I would have gotten it if I had not actually played it. And I was like, "Wow, this game is bizarre and weird and hilarious." And I just need to get it. How'd you get that disc? Was that through Nintendo Power or something? No, it was. Uh, it came with. I thought it came with like Mario Kart or something like that. Like there was. Yeah, there uh, was one so. of them that came with a demo disc, and there was also another one that we got from GameStop. That they were that they were given. There were different. There were different versions of them. Like I remember, there was one. Like Jeremy had one that was different. That had like Ultimate Muscle on it, and there was all this other shit. Yeah, I bought one that had. I bought a used one from GameStop, and then when I got home with it, they had given me like a different demo disc. And I wish yeah. I still had it because it's probably worth some money. But oh, I might have it. If you have it, you should look th- it up. And I thought, see, I thought, like, I thought you gave worth. it to me because I no we trade no we traded. Oh, we so traded yours yeah. now. Yeah. I'm saying if I had it, it would be worth. It. So if you have it, you should look it up. It might be worth pretty penny. I don't know where it is. It's probably in my probably in my Mario does Kart it, case, right? Does it have the Billy Hatcher demo on it, or was that the other version? I do remember playing a Billy Hatcher demo, but I don't know which disc it was on. I just I, I thought the Ultimate Muscle game was on was on the one that you had, mm-hmm. but I think I have that one because I yeah because I recorded the intro of it because there's the intro song is only on that demo. It's not on the actual game. 
even weirdly, because I got the game, just got it for me a couple of years ago. Well, now the uh, disc is even more rare. Yeah, so the, so the intro song, which is from the anime, is only on the demo disc and not on the regular game. Okay, so I weird. think that I must have played, you mentioned that Ultimate Muscle game. I probably showed it to you. Um, I think that maybe I must have played uh, uh, WarioWare through the same way, because, um, well, actually, I, I worked at Walmart at the time when that came out, and I can recall playing uh, WarioWare and uh the ultimate muscle game at the same time so i wonder so if it was probably like, the retail demo that we got on yeah that some you version were... of the retail retail demo you know whatever however they hooked that up they seem to be uh um those, i guess those two games are hand in hand in some way you worked at walmart while you were at columbia uh when i went home for one summer oh, in michigan okay. i worked at gotcha. walmart yeah okay because yep. i was gonna say because warrior came out while we were at columbia still because uh yeah yeah i went home for one summer and and, and that oh, yeah. was my break that was what i did every time i break I, oh sure I'd yeah yeah go over and play the gamecube or play a uh, warrior because i know i showed it to you at some point i'm sure i did yep. but i remember uh i remember over the summer i stayed at columbia and you could take like you know you could take like one summer course or whatever and i took mm. my lighting like my lighting one class and i brought my game boy with me and i would play uh warrior on there and i remember one of the students told me that it looked like japanese pop art and i never never forgot that because it totally does because he was watching the uh he was basically watching the game where wario eats the big hot dog and like all yeah. the oh, shit yeah. comes out of the side of his mouth it's just like the animation is so good and just all the little details and there's like the butthole one too like the, the yep. <laughs> there's the anima the butthole game that's still there yeah. and i yeah. love it i love it i love that game. It's, it's like a little pinwheel felt a little dangerous or different or a little bit punk rock for a nintendo game it was just so oh, it was, it was and, so out there yeah and yeah. and it's it, and it's worth it just to play the nine volt the nine volt like levels are always yes. incredible because because of all the nintendo stuff that they do really well like once i saw that there was a mini game where you just play f-zero for like two seconds the super nintendo one and it mm-hmm. has like like five notes from the song from like the mute city song in there i was like this is cool i was like this is too cool it was like an idea that i had even back then, because remember they used to have that little that game changer that you could get for your Game Boy Advance, where you could put like three oh, right, cartridges yeah. in there, and they would like all and they would change or whatever. I always wanted it to be like a shuffle two machine where you could play like one level of one game, and then you go to another one and you play another level. And that's kind of what WarioWare ended up being, sort of for the nine volt stuff, where it's like here, go into the cave as Link, and then and then like drive in F zero, and then later they did like you know where you could float around on Wind Waker, you know, with the with the leaf and yeah. all that, and switch to. You know, and it was just cool, like how we could just take like these tiny parts of the games and put them into this one thing. This even has like a Virtual Boy game in it. It does, yeah. It has Mario Clash, right? Yeah, where you mm-hmm. can throw the where you throw the the shell through it and all that. Yeah, it's just, it's just really great. It's a great game. The I, music is is phenomenal. Just hearing all that yeah. that nonsense coming out of the you know the Game Boy chip or whatever you want. I don't know. It's just there's so many like weird vocal samples happening in the background, so many weird voices. Like, They're just saying don't, so don't, much strange stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and the especially Orle- when Jimmy's on the screen. Oh yeah, and there's the and there's the one. Uh, was it? Uh, yeah, cat, cat, Nana, katana. Um, yeah, the one where you where you going like through the Japanese with the with the paper like doors and all that, and that all has yeah. like it all it has lyrics and it's actually singing like this. This old, this you know, this old sounding like Japanese song, and it's great. I love it. That was on one of my first like WRT radios. That I, I think it was on the uh, the vocal one that I did. But yeah, no. So I always thought it was so cool that it had a uh, vocals on a Game Boy Advance game that was just like singing this Japanese, like this old like you know, sounds like a Japanese folklore song or something. And but you really are kind of getting like a uh, a little remix album of of music at the same time while you're playing it because. 
it's just so well synced up with the the rhythm of the game you know as it speeds up the music speeds up but it's all especially with the nine volt games it's very familiar mm-hmm. you're like and that's like all there's time for the mario game but you know you know that that theme it sounds the same it's just faster and like later yeah. when you get to the Wario one where you're like jumping around a Mario looking level, but it's Wario uh-huh. and it and it plays the da 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 da, but it's all kind of off note, like you know, because it's supposed to be like, oh, what's going, <laughs> what's going on? Wario's jumping around, you know, like yeah, it's it's great, it's it's very good. But I I, I beat it. I got to the credits. I, I unlocked everything except for Pioro because in order to get Pioro, you have to unlock every single game for every single yeah. uh, set. And I didn't get everything of that yet, but I unlocked everything else. Like I got Dr. Wario. Uh, oh, cool. I, I got like the, um, I got the, the fly swatter game. Like I got all of the two player games and there are a lot of two player games in there. So, uh, yeah, the two player games are, I, I would love to try those on, yeah. on the, uh, uh, Nintendo online. Cause how, how hilarious would it be just to be playing games where we're only using one button uh, on the internet? against each other it'll be great um yeah and i i got what i I, whenever it said like you know hit a certain score or whatever because and i looked up uh, because what do you get you get pyoro for unlocking all the games and you get pyoro too for beating for getting like a certain certain past a certain number on every single game that's in the whole thing which i never did because that takes a long ass time i got a lot of dedication i got it on the original did you get pyoro too yeah i did I might. I don't know. I'd have to check, but I, I don't think I, I don't think I had that dedicated that much dedication. Maybe on the first one, but they were extremely addictive little games. I mean, mm-hmm. I still and when I was playing it, Shauna was cracking up. She saw she watched me play part of it, mm-hmm. and she was doing something else, and she just looked up from her computer. She's like, "What the fuck are you playing?" Like, <laughs> and I'm just like, "Oh yeah, it's a Wario game." She's like, "Oh okay, yeah." But uh, man, it's it's a lot of fun. The animations and, uh, are really good too. Like the way when everybody you, looks in the sprites just looks great. When you start to figure it out, the games actually don't seem as quick, you know, and, and you're and you do realize like this thing that for a lot of people when they first tried it was probably pretty overwhelming how quickly it moves. And you're like yeah, a lot of people I think were probably just like, fuck this, like initially. But once you play it a little for a little while, it's just you get it. It's like a whole game at once. And also you kinda the game such if once you like know what you're doing when a game starts it doesn't seem like it goes by as quick. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, and I liked how, how simple it is where it's like, they just give you one word and you just have to figure it out from there. You know, it's like park. And then you, you know, you see the car going and you have to figure out to turn it into the parking spot. All that. I would say like, if there was one of the sets of mini games that was the weakest, it's the, uh, isn't the alien one where it's, it's like twice as much time to answer the question and they're all like math and stuff based. Usually it's like multiple choice, like math questions or, uh, whatever it's i got through it my first try but i just was like that that one's just not as fun there's like kind of like a trivia multiple choice trivia yeah because there's the one that'll like ask you and there's like five or six questions answers Mm -hmm. and and you have to find the one that's like not like all the other ones i guess yeah that one kind of sucks i mean but once you kind of figure it out it's just like when i feel like when you get to it you're it's much faster and you don't have enough time to to look over everything and compare them against each other and all that stuff. And there, there's some like boss levels that I'm, you know, some, some that I like more than others. You know? Yeah. Some and of the boss levels are a little disappointing as well, yeah. but the I, good ones are really good. I always thought the, um, uh, nine volts boss level was kind of stupid. I know it's based yeah. on the original, like Japanese, like baseball thrower or whatever, mm-hmm. but it was, it was a letdown for me because I liked all the other games so much. And I don't like really like that baseball, which they do make up for it in uh, the sequel. Is possible is awesome in that one. Well, in uh, yeah, in the in the Wii one, you you get to play Star Fox. 
<laughs> as the boss level, which is amazing, like the first level of Star Fox. And I, I still stand by Smooth Moves as being one of the best WarioWare games because, uh, because like you were saying about the simplicity of the games and how like addictive it is, it was like the the one of the best party games. Like for the longest time, we played Smooth Moves, and it was and it has like a thirteen player like a uh, like a elimination game that you can play with just one Wiimote. And everything is with is just with one Wiimote. You don't actually you never play with two, which is great because nobody can afford. I mean, nobody could find them at the time. It was, I felt like it was strategic yeah. that it came out and you could do multiplayer with one thing. But the the thirteen player game is so great because it's just basically like, you know, you just put the controller down. And you're like, all right, we we did this at a, at my old apartment, like with Nick and Darren, where we had thirteen people there and we did like a we like put money in for it, like did a pot, and we were like, all right, whoever wins like gets we'll put in five bucks or whatever through thirteen people. So that's like whatever that's times five, like 65 bucks. $65. Yeah. Yeah. So we put in some money and, and I think Nick ended up winning and he went and bought booze for everybody. So, you know, he was, he just went and got more beer for us to drink, but, uh, but yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I was like, all right, just, it's going to tell you a thing. Just try to figure it out. And you know, you get a certain amount of time and it was a great like party game for like a ton of people. Cause you could do that. A 13 player party game on Wii. Like I was like, yeah. It's a great game. I could talk about WarioWare for a long time, obviously, because it's a. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the series. Like you know, there's, you know, there's ones like the Switch one that we got wasn't great. Like the Wii U one wasn't great. There hasn't been a great one out for a while. But going back to the original one is a trip because it's it just had like you know it's so strong right out of the, right out of the door there. That's like yeah, this game's awesome. And it would it would I guess what they had already made Rhythm heaven or something to that extent on the game boy advance i thought rhythm heaven was after well because rhythm heaven on game boy advance didn't come out here that was japan only never mind i'm never mind yes you got you got was. it for me but you got me the translated one well i was trying to i, I couldn't remember if warioware or rhythm heaven came first but i think warioware came first okay. i think i don't i'm not sure on the japanese release of the... all i know it was like one of the best it's one of the most genius uses of a character you know like Let's stamp him on his own series. WarioWare's makes sense for Mario so much. I mean, that's kind of like the wasn't isn't that kind of like the end of Wario games? Pretty much though, when WarioWare came around, it was like we never really saw any more yeah. single player WarioWare. Yeah, we had that one on Wii, but oh, that's what eleven, twelve years ago at this point. That was Shake It. Yeah, that game was great, yeah. like the the hand animated one. But uh, yeah. but it was like that was the last we saw. But I mean, I feel like WarioWare kind of. I don't know. Kind of ended that, I guess. But yeah, it was great to play it again. Uh, also, what else did I play? I played Mario Kart Super Circuit. I played it through all of the courses at 50cc. I got credits for that too, but I don't think it counts because I didn't get. I, I got like I got a bronze on the last one because that that Rainbow Road is fucking hard. Like the Rainbow yeah. Road for that game, there's like no there's like no right railings on anything. You can fall off so easily. But it's but I had you know as as much as as much the hard time as I've given to Super Circuit, it was fun to play on the Switch. Just to you know. Just to fuck That's another one that. I really want to play, and I think I said it last episode. I'll play it. I, I play it online. Multiplayer. I'll play it online um, for sure. But I played I play a little bit of that, but I only played through one of the I played it like hundred CC through the whatever the mushroom cup just to just to give it a try. Yeah, I played uh it's still cool. I played all the regular levels because I think you have to get golds on everything to unlock the Super Nintendo stuff, the Super Mario Kart Super Nintendo levels. Yeah. So I didn't get I didn't get all golds because that final that final set of courses is real rough. But the one uh the other one that I played longer not the longest, but I put an hour into Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, and that game is fucking awesome too. Like said, so it's a uh, you know I forgot the uh, what the mustard seed of evil or whatever the guy mm-hmm. says. Uh, the I have fury, like just all the great 
and how much how different how many different ways you can call you can refer to luigi but not as luigi where they call him red mario or they call him green mario and mm-hmm. they just call him green guy or like they never say his name as luigi it was very much it felt very to me at the time felt very invader zim oh like, sure kind of yeah. like well, maybe yeah, that, a combination yeah. of Invader Zim and Gur as one character. That's the do- that's the I, I have Fury guy. guy is totally is yeah. totally Invader Zim. Yeah, yeah, Fawful was really funny. Yeah, the way that they wrote that character is good. Yeah, I posted it on Twitter and I was like, this has to be the plot for Mario Mario the movie too. It yeah. has to be where uh, where uh, Cacletta comes in and and uh, turns Princess Peach's voice into explosive vocabulary. That was gonna be that was originally gonna be my nickname was a uh, explosive vocabulary because that's what a uh, that's what happens to her. She basically she speaks and these little like icons explode. Bombs, yeah. Yeah, and they fall out of the uh out of like the 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 talk bubble and the dialogue bubble and they explode in the in the kingdom and did you probably did you play this one a little bit, right, John? I played Someone. it a little bit. Uh more so I, I played the third one inside, inside story. story. I actually oh, had yeah, that, that one. That one's really good. Yeah, but I played this one with my nephew um the other day and he really enjoyed it. Um, okay. We played for probably about an hour. I just let him let him go and and he had a good time with it. I, w- I was going to say, I think this would be the one RPG that you would like because it's so action heavy. Like, the, yeah, I, I the, mean, with like, all the moves and all that. I prefer I prefer RPGs if, if I'm playing any at all, one, ones that have some sort of action element to it. And yeah. more on that later. But, sure. Um, yeah, I didn't really dive into too many of these Game Boy games in depth. I, I pretty much just went around and sampled them all. And I think that's going to be the 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 coolest thing about having Game Boy on here is just like getting to sample some of these games that you've really never played before because game boy was even more so than the nes and the super nintendo there was sort of a wild west element to it like with the restrictions of the game boy uh, you, you never kind of knew what you were going to get and then when you got something that like pushed the limits of the game boy that was really impressive like i probably spent 15 minutes or so 20 minutes in alone in the dark and i thought that's cool like it it's it, cool but oh my god is it so <laughs> hard to play I, I didn't play i didn't play it yet but yeah no it looks I, I want to try it at some point. Yeah, you think back to that, Eric. Cause I, I saw, you know, it's it's copyright two thousand, and so around then, you know, the Resident Evil series was in full influence, and and there was a lot of games kind of like that. And you never really thought that you would you were going to get something like that on the Game Boy Color, and then there it was. Like this is like as best an approximation of that style of game that you could get on the Game Boy Color. It damn near looks like. Yeah, it's it's great looking. Um, it must have been somewhere around the time that they released the Metal Gear Solid game, um, which also I hear is great. It's very good. I, it, I owned I it. it. Comes to the I owned it at one point, and it was, it was very good. But yeah, this this is like just bizarre, like how they were essentially yeah making the game the GameCube PS2 game run on a Game Boy. In a, in a way, it actually is convincing. And I bet on a smaller screen, it's even more convincing, especially without a backlight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, oh man, is that game unplayable to me? Uh, the, the Alone in the Dark. Yeah. I tried it though. I mean, I wanted to give everything a try. Sure. Yeah. Um, no, the Game Boy, yeah. Uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, I think is incredible. That's the only and one I haven't played yet. Hopefully, your, um, I mean, hopefully your nephew gets to play more of it. And it doesn't, it's a very hard game though. And I, and this is another one, like what Jeremy was saying with Metroid Prime. I never beat Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, but I want to try to on Switch because now I can actually re- rewind and save state yeah, and all that. For that part where you can only get hit the one time, you could totally yeah. just save state right before it. Yeah, but you have to, I mean, speaking of action RPGs, this one is probably like, 
one of the most unfair action RPGs because they force you to, because <laughs> you have to dodge shit. Like if you don't, if you don't know how to dodge shit, you will get dead. You will get killed. Yeah. You can't just like, you can't, you can't just like get hit and think you're going to last. You that, can't just zone out during battles. No, I mean, you can't. You, you can have to pay attention of... and you have to memorize the attack. It's almost like you could yeah. say it's like the first souls game, right? Cause you gotta, you gotta memorize the attacks and know how to dodge at the right time and all that stuff. It's the dark souls of Mario RPGs. I mean, but it came out before Dark Souls, so it's so it's the whatever. Um, Everything's still the Dark Souls. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but I'm just saying it, it predates the Dark. But it's a similar thing where you have to memorize the attacks and you have to know how to you have to how to know we you have to know which Mario and Luigi you know which one to jump at the right time. I'd I would always jump at the same time, but sometimes you can't do that. Like one because one you got to stay in one and you got to jump the other, and it gets really it gets really really hard. But it's very like I said, it's very actiony and, and not forgiving. And even like the, the 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 boss, you get eaten and you get spit back out, and you only have one hit point. And I've actually gotten past that, but still, you can easily just fuck up one thing, and then you'll just get killed all over again. And that's what happened to me. And that was probably the last time I played it. Was probably pulled the game out and threw it across the room or something like that. Because <laughs> <That was, laughs> like, but at least I can save state now and rewind and all that. And uh, speaking of rewinding, man, have we we uh, we rewound we rewound the shit out of uh, Super Mario Brothers three on Game Boy Advance, playing those uh, Mario Maker levels on there because they're really hard. But uh, yeah, Justin and I we were playing it earlier today, and we uh, we rewound the fuck out of the, a lot of those. There's like what five different pages of levels. Yeah, we're on. I think we made it to the end of page four. So we've been going like one after another, after another, after another. But a lot, yeah. But some of them are just like insane and you we've been we rewinding like crazy and i don't feel bad about it i think it's you're just handing the controller back and forth yeah just just going back and forth on each level and it's uh it's great it's it's yeah it's all it's very much mario maker in its infancy but there's some levels that are very cool and yeah they and they, there's stuff in there from super mario world like the cape is in there where you have to like do the flying and all that stuff and and you have to fight giant boos like the big giant sprites from mario mm-hmm. world and all that like it's really cool i kind of get the impression it was like you know, a re maybe a reuse of the assets of the of the Mario All Stars, but you know, since they released them, on, they piecemealed them on the Game Boy Advance to all the all the different titles minus the first Mario. It's like they just made a remix game. And it was basically the only reason to own an e-reader, really, right? Yeah, wasn't there a? I think there was a maybe a Mario Party thing that it used, but there was, and then yeah. there was some Animal Crossing stuff that. Oh yeah, Animal Crossing. Well, cool. but Animal Crossing wasn't a Game Boy Advance game, or no? Did were you able to hook it up to the DS game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The e-reader in itself was such a weird thing, and and yeah, now we. I'm sure this has been like a holy grail for you, Jeremy, to finally play those hidden levels on uh, Mario. Yeah, 3. and so I guess they were in the Wii U release. Oh, were they? Because I because I have that, ha- but I didn't <laughs> buy Super Mario Advance for Super Mario on the wii u because um, i didn't want I, to yeah i got that one i mean i got it for jess because they really like mario 3 so so it should be on there as well yeah because I, I just realized that i bought it for wii u i also have the cartridge i have the game boy advance cartridge as well which i think i probably bought for jess also so i mean i got a couple of them and i have two mario and luigi's also you also have an e-reader I don't have, I have no, never had an e-reader. No, (laughs) never bought one. Yeah. uh, Mario three has been a lot of fun. Like just playing all those extra levels and it's worth a look, John, like I said, you're not going to get the multiplayer that you like so much about Mario maker, but it's definitely, I mean, it's definitely got those, got the Mario maker. uh, Yeah. I'm curious about it. Let's see how it compares. Did the Mario maker DNA in there for sure. I mean, it's it's, just a bunch of free levels. I mean, it's basically, like I said, it reminds me a lot of the, of the Mario maker 3ds where, you know, since the 3DS didn't have the internet capability that the Wii U did, or that the Wii did, no, it was the Wii U. 
<laughs> the Wii U for Mario Maker, they just added a whole bunch of uh, Nintendo-made Mario levels and kind of made its own little campaign in there. And they were good. They were good levels, you know. And I and I bought it a second time just to play those levels. So it very much reminds me a lot of that. Just like being like, oh, here's a bunch of levels that we made. Except you don't have to try to collect them through trading cards or whatever, which I'm sure would have been incredibly annoying. The Game Boy, I played the Game Boy, uh, of course. Turned that on. Uh, I wanted, you know, I, I don't want to play it in pea green or, or black and white. I've been playing it in the Game Boy Color setting, which actually looks really good on Metroid 2. Like Samus actually has like the orange and red armor and all that. And I went through and I beat the first Metroid on Metroid 2. I kind of played it for like 10 minutes. Just like run. I'm like, all right, here, right, here's the Metroid. I'll kill the one Metroid. Uh, drop, drop the, drop the lava down the first time. Just kind of fucking around with it. What else did I do? I played Mario Land 2 for a little bit. That game's cool. I want to play more of it. I played that one for a while. I played Gargoyle's Quest about as far as I could when I was a kid because I had that game. Still have it in cartridge form. Basically got through like the first part there where you where you jump and get to whatever. I don't know. At least you can save state now. Maybe I can try to get farther in it. It has good, pretty good animation for for what it is. It's a Ghost and Goblins side story. That is yes, that's true. I didn't know that at the time when I got it. I just got it because it had a cool looking gargoyle in the front of it. But I got it when I was like twelve or something. I don't know whenever it came out. Might be the first and only Ghost and Goblins game that anybody can beat. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think that was just as hard. <laughs> I mean, have you played the Super Nintendo one? That one's fucking hard as hell, too. The Demon's Crest. It's got a lot oh, of yeah. unfair stuff to it. I played Mario Land 2 myself for a little while and uh, got through the tree zone. So I've got one of the one of the six gold coins. But oh, nice. That's the one with the sap, it's right? Fun. It's so fun, yeah. Is that the one with the sap where you kind of get stuck in it and you just like jump Yeah, and there's like along. weird cowfish swimming around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I was playing the tree zone too. Well, I guess that's the, if you go left, that's like the first one uh-huh. there, right? I think it's got to be stated for people who weren't there at the time, what a big relief it was to turn on Super Mario Land 2 and see what was like, uh, more in line with an actual Mario game versus Mario Land 1 was, you know, as a kid, you were like, this is Mario, but it's like really different. I, I'm told it's Mario, yeah. but it's not really that recognizable as Mario when you're eight years but old. But you had to accept it. Nintendo game. I mean, I thought it was. It, right? I mean, I thought it was Mario. It I mean, was I, like Mario 2 all over again. I liked that there yeah. were different stuff, though. I liked that, like, the Koopas, like, turned into bombs that exploded instead of kicking the shells. Yeah, like, that pissed me off. Like, that was, or, like, that, that the, 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 instead of throwing fireballs, you're throwing, you throw, like, a bouncy ball. Like, I thought that was really cool because mm-hmm. it was actually different. And it's a weird game. Like that I, lo- part I love was that. Cool. I love that first game. You collect game. coins with the the bouncy ball. Yeah, you collect coins with the bouncy ball, and then you have like the underwater, the submarine levels where you that are kind of like bullet hell levels, yeah. and you get to go to Japan at the end. Like I, I love that game. I think that's my that's favorite one. Actually, yeah, actually, all of them. You're it's in China fun... for a little while. Yeah, definitely a fun game. But you you also like it's like. At, when I first played it, anyway, it was like, okay, this is a, this is what a Mario game is going to be like on Game Boy. But then you play uh, Mario Land 2, and it's like, oh, this is more like what I'm actually used to. So it was, and then from then on, that was my preferred Mario game. Well, like Mario, Land Mario Land is more like uses, uh, 3 and yeah, 4. It, yeah. You see, it definitely has like uh, Super Nintendo elements to it as well. So yep. they were they the design, were yep. From. So uh, Very big sprites, which is, which is cool. It was a product of its time, whereas... I think the I think the uh, Mario Land one was just entirely based on limitations, and uh, man, that Game Boy chip was so old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even when it was it a came chip out. from a set. It was like from the seventies, like Texas Instrument chip that they repurposed. And man, what a weird ass game! But it's fun. An interesting, uh, inter- interesting um, thing about Mario Land two horror story from when I had it. Um, I don't know if you can recreate that on the Switch version, but on the original Mario Land two, I think I've said it before. 
if you turn off the game while you're in the uh, save area where it shows your saves, everything will be wiped and will be completely oh, erased. So uh, I've always had a phobia of that since that game because if you yeah, so now I won't turn off a game if it's showing the the save games just because of Mario, just because Mario Two, because Mario Two, yeah, I played through almost the whole game and then accidentally turned off the game while it was showing the save spots, and they all completely deleted, and I had to start away from at the beginning again. And I was so mad. So to this day, I don't do that. It's my pho- my own phobia. I won't turn off the game if it's showing the save files. It's just because of that. Yeah. I don't know if you can recreate it on Switch or not. I mean, you would have to like try to reset it or something, but yeah, it would be like a hard, you just turn off your Game Boy, and then it would just... Basically, you have a, a, a save state just for reading the game. You could try it. I mean, I, I haven't tried it yet because I don't want to live through that uh, horrible horribleness again. But the one that I played the most, of course, which is probably one of the best games on here, Tetris on Game Boy. It's great to be back. And I've been trying to get to the I, rock, trying to get to the rocket again, which I consider the end of the game. So, so I want to. So you're getting game. used to not having the speed drop. Yeah, I mean, I I don't. It's it doesn't bother me. It's not there. I mean, it has its own speed drop. It basically makes it drop like in two seconds if you're playing the. If you're playing oh, to where right. you get to the rocket, because it's because it, the idea is the the blocks are already built up a certain amount, and on this one you can't like play on the top of the field like you can in Detris ninety nine. Like if it gets like a certain amount of height, there's you can't do anything. Like you have to just let them all fall and get a game over and start over again because it's there's not enough room and the and the and the blocks fall too high or fall too quickly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I basically started it. You know, like what is it like a uh, mode B or whatever and. Uh, started at one and just went like one to two to three to four. And then I went up to five. I was actually waiting for my landlord to bring us a new oven, which we finally got one. So now we can use the oven again, thankfully. Uh, but, uh, I was waiting for him to get here. And then afterwards I kept playing and I was, and there were so many times where I was like, I'm going to get it. I'm almost there. I'm going to get it. I'm like, I'm so far down. And then it's like, same with like Mario and Luigi superstar saga all over again. Just like one thing you fuck up. And then it's like, and then you're out, you know, I love that game. Have you tried save states with it? No, that seems wrong. I mean, I tried. I tried doing. I did the rewind once on it, but it knocks you out of the rhythm. Like it's. Yeah, I feel like you got to play it and just like. I did. I did want to say I used. I used rewind with WarioWare a few times just because. Oh, I did a couple times too. It's fine. Yeah, especially on the boss stages. Especially that final WarioWare one that's really long. Mm Where you have to like, yeah, and if you get hit once, you get knocked out. Yeah, some of those like they, they, I think they figured it out after that where they made it more like quick. But yeah, that's my stuff. If you want to say, it, I don't know if you want to say anything more about Game Boy or Game Boy Advance or. Oh sure, it, was that all your stuff or just specifically about Game Boy? No, I'm good. I'm okay, good. Uh, so I haven't played a whole lot more. I did play a little bit of the Splatfest. Um, I only played one match actually. I played one three way match and it overwhelmed the fuck out of me. Um, I don't think I was in the right (laughs) mindset to play it. Were you in the middle or were you on the side? No, I was actually on the side. It was the middle team that won. Oh, yeah. Like by like a huge margin. Oh, shit. I always thought the middle was really hard. And they were white chocolate, of course. What were you? What team were you then? I was dark chocolate. Okay. That's definitely my preference. I wanted to play, but I, I was too. I was like too involved with Metroid Prime. Like I couldn't. I couldn't get away from it to play to play Splatoon. So well, I literally only played the one match. So starry, starry white chocolate. Yeah, I did get to play it, and uh, so I can officially say they do exist. Trey's not the only one who's seen them. I've seen them too. Oh no, they're they're real, and they're weird. Maybe it might have even just been that stage too, but I don't know. I it wasn't fun. Uh, I needed. I I like I said, maybe I was in the wrong mindset. I think in my head I was like, I just want to go play some more of this other game. 
I'm just trying it because I have like a time limit to play it, uh, which was true. You know, these things occur within a certain space. And this was like Saturday afternoon when I finally like sat down and played it. I think it ended shortly after that. It's a, uh, it goes through, I don't know how late it goes Sunday, Saturday night, but it, yeah, maybe, maybe like in the early Sunday morning or something like that is when the Splatfest normally ends. But there's not, they don't give you a whole lot of time to play it. It's like Friday night and all of Saturday, and then it, it ends at some point Sunday morning. Have you had a chance to finish the Sea of Stars demo, or have you played much more of it? Which I've through most of it. I haven't played any you of have, it. I've played through most of it as well. I'm on a boss that's kicking my ass, um, and I think it's all about buffs, probably, because supposedly this game's not supposed to be a game where you, you need to grab it. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I feel like I've got to be the right level. Maybe I need to make some more healing items or whatever, but this boss is hard. Um, and it's probably, I imagine it's probably the end of the demo. If it's not, I'd be surprised. How long is the demo? About like a few probably hours? Probably an hour or, if you just like just play an hour. through it. Yeah, it doesn't seem like super long, but it also, like I was saying last week, it seems curated to the people who watched, maybe not specifically because they didn't know about the direct, you can't program like that much on the fly, but it was definitely released for the people that are like, you know, sitting on the edge of their seat waiting for more information and, and stuff. So it's a curated demo and yeah, I highly recommend playing it. I will. There's point. no reason to ra- There's no reason to like rush to do it since the game's still yeah. a ways off, but it's not coming still- out until the end of August. So we got some time. Yeah. It's oh, kind of a weird. It's weird to put it out now since it's so far away. Such a great looking game. Maybe they'll release more demos or something like. Yeah. Uh, didn't um, Octopath do two different demos? Yeah, that was when they were looking for feedback, did, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And I haven't touched that demo either because I keep remembering that I really didn't like Octopath one. So I, I haven't think Bravely Default tried to play two, two yet. Well. Uh, Bra- yeah, I know Bravely, Bravely Default, Default had two. had one at least, but and it didn't carry over. I thought it was just one. But um, and I it got was my... definitely a Bravely Default two demo because I played it. Yeah, there was only I think there was only one demo for two. There was just one. Okay. Uh, I haven't. Have you played Octopath two, or do you just you don't want to go down that hallway again? I I'm <laughs> saving it. I mean, I'm I'm saving it. I will I will boot it up as more info comes out about the full game. But yeah, there's just been no reason. I'm kind of my plate is very full right now. It's nice. Yeah, I was I was just all I was just all Metroid Prime. I just didn't want to do anything else. So that's pretty much what I do. Aside from fucking around with Game Boy Advance a little bit while I was uh, editing, and just because I wanted to play Mario and Luigi again, just because it's just to have stuff to talk about on the show, just because it's such a great game, and it's and the story is great, and the, like the the voice samples, and I still remember the very beginning of the game when Mario's taking a shower and he's humming the like the Mario theme song. Like, oh. That's so cool. And he comes out in his in his uh in his towel and he like runs into runs into Luigi at the clothesline and Luigi gets all rolled up and drugged behind him. Like all the animations are so good and like the voice work is great on it. It's just a wonderful little story. It really See, was kind of a was... hybrid of uh Paper Mario and Mario RPG. Yeah, I will I will I know I know you feel differently about it, Jeremy, but I always thought that Mario and Luigi the Mario and Luigi games were better, were like way better than the Mar- Paper Mario games and Mario 60 and the Mario RPG game on Super Nintendo. I thought those I agree were with half of that. As far as uh as far as Mario RPG stuff goes, the Mario and Luigi ones were the best Mar- like actual RPGs like with with like really in-depth uh, battle system and and leveling up and all that stuff. I thought that was miles ahead of the other two. So, especially that first one and Inside Story was really good. I played two partners in time too. It was okay, but as far as like RPG stuff, yeah, I think. John, did you have anything to say about Sea of Stars? You said you played some of the demo as well. Yeah, I played a good, uh, probably over an hour of it, and so I got to the part where um, you're combining the different crystals. Yeah, and and I don't know is that like much further behind from where you were, or that's basically where I'm at. I 
got okay. through that puzzle and then I'm at the, the boss at the end of that or spoiler yeah, so I got, boss. Yeah, I got to the boss at the end of that and then like I died at the boss, but then I found out the hard way that this is like an old school game where you actually have to save and it doesn't auto save. Yep, at least yeah, time for the demo. Same thing anyway. happened to me as well. So I went all the way back to like like I, you know I started the play say the the play session at the at the save point and then I played for an hour maybe a little bit more after that and then I died and I was like oh I'm all the way back where I was over like an hour ago mm-hmm. and so I was I was a little frustrated by that and I haven't played it again since but I'm ready to go back and and give the it a try. Same thing happened to me. The same thing happened to me but I but I started save spamming after that like I just kept going back to the save point between uh objectives because you essentially have to complete a series of object- objectives in each one of those doors to, to move on right i thought the door and you can save between cool. them i like i like i like the the idea of combining the different crystal colors and like you, you it reminded me of the only aesthetically but it reminded me of the uh one of the first puzzles in resident evil 4 where you have to like project the lights on the wall oh right the door and different things happen uh uh-huh. I mean, you have to yeah. do that in Resident Evil 1, also, the remake, the GameCube one, where there's the, yeah, hall, there's the, the... There's the hall with the different pictures, and you have to make specific, mm-hmm. like, what, like, um, uh, like, wrist, whatever, like, the, um, different, it's like the necklace and the crown and the, and the, uh, whatever you call things you put on your wrists. Yeah, the different color of the yeah. crystals, like, it opens up different portals to go to different portions of this, this whole puzzle sequence, this whole, um, yeah, sequence of, of actually, several different, different puzzles. And uh, I liked that aspect of it, that it was, there was actual, like, some real, like, puzzle work in there. It wasn't just, you know, uh, you know the battles uh, and the kind of stuff that I tend to shy away from in, in these games. Like, I liked the, moving the block around to figure out the right path. You, mm-hmm. know, you might remember that one that I was talking about, Jeremy. Yeah. Um, I liked all that kind of stuff. And the fact that they've got that in there, which was also present in The Messenger, that makes me more optimistic that it'll actually enjoy this game and so far i'm still on board to buy it like i mean i'm enjoying the demo and i like the the action aspects of the of the the battles like i find that entertaining the fact that you have to you know time some of the moves exactly right and mm-hmm. you know that's that's what i'm looking for in a, a video game like what turns me off about the traditional role-playing games is the fact that i feel like i'm just picking moves from a menu and yeah there's strategy to it and that's fun but i want like something that i that makes it unique to video games, and that's that sort of extra interactivity, that the timing elements, and I'm enjoying it. That's cool. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you're enjoying it. I've also been enjoying it. Um, I definitely want to see it more. <laughs> you know, I want to see more already. But uh, yeah, the battle, the battles feel a lot proto triggery, um, with a with a little bit more depth. But uh, the the similarity to Chrono Trigger is probably one of the big reasons I like the, the battles and how they're laid out. Uh, but anyway, uh, moving on a little bit, because I really only need to talk about a couple other things probably that we haven't already talked about. Uh, well, I don't need to. So yeah, Elden Ring. Um, so at Elden Ring, I'm not, at this point, it's just ridiculous. I beat supposedly the hardest boss in all of Souls games, according to all the podcasts I've listened to, which is Millennia Goddess of Rot. Beat it. Now, I'm going to say, disclaimer, I did finally have somebody come in and help me beat a boss. So I found somebody online to do it. To help me out, they basically did it all for me. I kind of stood there and just kind of like kept knocking the, the boss down so they could keep putting status effects on it. And uh, I don't know, it was fine though. So I'm like, well, I surely I can beat this last boss. And I've played multiple matches, probably close to 20 matches, where I've called in people to help me on the last boss. 
through like the random system they have. And only one of those matches has anybody made it to the second round of the of the boss. And I'm actively engaged, by the way. I'm not like just standing out. Like I'm like going in there. I'm I'm, I'm down there fighting too. And uh, for whatever reason, people just keep dying. Like it's like I can't find someone good enough to beat it with me let alone for me so i'm just going to keep trying but uh it's really annoying because you have to make a special you have to craft a special item to do it and every time you die you have to make a new item or you keep making them both but i'm just not looking forward to actually have to go around and farm all these different plants to make this item that i can summon people with but i just want this game to be done <laughs> so bad like i played through every dungeon in it as far as i know now has it been a year yet since you started playing elden elden ring it came out uh, at the end of this month. It'll be a year since it released. And then I got it somewhere around a month after it came out, maybe a little less. And uh, yeah, I've been playing it since. And I would love to be done with it. And I just want to beat that last boss. So, anybody out there have tips? I've watched videos, I've read the wikis, multiple wikis. I know that I can actually respect my character a certain way. That might make it a little easier, but it doesn't change anything about having to just chase that fucker down constantly. And that's what, what I hate about it. That's what I think is killing everyone that comes in to fight with me, too. It's just so tedious, that last boss. So, yeah, that's where I'm at in that game. But whatever. I'm not going to talk about it anymore until... I won't talk about Elden Ring again until I beat it. How about that? Because there's nothing else left to say, really. Short of completing all the like side quests that the NPCs give you, and maybe like the equivalent of finding shrines in Zelda, because there's a lot of little like mini dungeons you can find. I've done, I've beat every major boss. I've beat every major dungeon. There's that's all that's left to do is beat the last boss. So I just, I just need to do it. I just need to, I just don't want to play this game. Um, well, you've played it all the way through to the point where you just like you squeezed out every last drop. You're like, I really that's have. it. I've got it all out of my system. I just don't want to play this game anymore. That's where I'm at with it. That's kind of how I felt about uh, Metroid Prime 2, even though I love that game so much, just because of my... I mean, I haven't put as much, like... I mean, it's been... I played it, like, for a week. You know, Jeremy's played it for, like, 11 months or something. It's not, like, that much, but it was still, like, uh, I just want to find that missile so I can beat the game. I will say, I even met the Three Fingers, which anybody who's beat the game, that's a pretty obscure sub-quest where you have to go all the way to the bottom of the sewer... And then you literally have to strip naked and walk through this special door. And then Pretty you weird to be sitting there on your couch, you know. I guess that's not your TV. You're oh. like uh, wearing skibbies or whatever. So I should, I should say strip down to your undercloths, your pants, as they would say, Welsh probably, or like, you know, in Wales. And you meet the three fingers. And it's like, I expected it to be the same as the two fingers, which is this weird, like, severed human hand with just two fingers. That are like kind of doing this weird like air quotes thing all the time, but that's how they talk. And they've got big hair sticking out of them, and they're also like they're like fifteen feet tall. They're huge. But uh, this one was similarly tall, but had three fingers instead. But it was moving like really, really fast, and it like grabbed me and squeezed me really hard. And I don't know what happened, but afterwards, I have my eyes are like a bleeding blood red color, and I have like some new spells in my inventory, but. Otherwise, I'm not really exactly sure what I did. I think I did a bad thing because I think you're basically rejecting the whole path of the entire game by meeting up with the three fingers. But I did that, too. So I've done it all. I'm done. Fuck it. I beat Melania. (laughs) She's supposed to be the hardest boss in all of Souls history. I beat it. I just need to see those credits. Need to see those credits. 
Lastly, though, Hitman 3. John, you'd be happy to know I've actually played some of this game this past couple awesome. of weeks. Freelancer? We didn't really talk about a little bit, but we didn't really talk about games we've been playing last week because there was so much else to talk about. But uh, Hitman 3 released the, you know, well, I think it was the previous week that we spoke about the freelancer mode that I mm-hmm. played a little bit. But now I've played uh, all the way through the demo, <laughs> through the uh, tutorial, including like they make you do that one mission a second yep. time and you have to do it differently. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I thought I did it differently, but apparently it didn't meet the parameters of what they thought was different. So I ended up figuring out a way to do it where they let me. And then I'm actually on like the the first mission. I think it's in Hitman 1 where you have to like kill the um, the fashion designer and his wife. Yes. Yep. Yep. And, I've, and I'm like uh, playing through that. I can kill him pretty easy without mm-hmm. any any like real trouble it's just getting at her that's been causing me trouble. she's at the she's at the top yes yeah, she's a little bit more yeah. difficult so but yeah you'd be happy to have actually been playing it kind of like uh i think it was really important to play that tutorial mode and get a better feel of what the controls work and stuff but uh also just i think i really like that level where they make you play it different you know because yeah it taught me oh wait i i do actually need to think differently like what order of operations do i take and the way i ended up doing that which I think it might actually be what they want you to do, but you can basically put a timed explosive or not a timed, but like a remote detonated explosive in the room that they're going to meet in. Mm-hmm. Then I just like walked away and then blew it up when they got to the room. And I just was able to make a nice, easy exit because I was far away from the, the scene of the crime. Yeah, that's, that's often the best way to do it is if you, if you got a remote explosive or something like that, just plan it, walk away and then get to the exit and hit the button. That's it, just there's there's so much that goes into making this this game really creative and and really fun make that that allows you to make it your own like you could choose to be more voyeuristic and like sit there and wait you know behind you know behind a corner and and watch that meeting take place and have the satisfaction of like being there to hit the button and watch the explosion go off and you might do that on one playthrough or another another playthrough you might want to be more james bond about it and you know walk away and hit the explosion button at the last minute and you know, whatever mood you're in you can you can you can find a satisfying way to play this game that's one of the reasons that i love it so much and that 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 tutorial mode is like one of the best tutorial modes i think that i've played it's just it feels like a mission in and of in and of itself and mm-hmm. but it's also the way that they present it is fascinating because it's like it's on a sound stage if you look really closely you notice like you're in some like really high tech training facility but when you're in the center of the mission you're on like a, a boat yeah um and it takes some it took me a moment to realize oh wait a minute this is actually a, a, like I'm, I'm getting on a boat but if i look around the perimeter no actually i'm in like this fake setup area that which was really confusing the first time i pushed someone over the edge to eliminate them or to get mm, rid of their body and right it was like body hit and i'm like it's just laying down on the ground on the other side of the rail but then i realized oh that's supposed to be water like it wouldn't actually right. be visible at that right and you're in this training facility it says a little bit more mm. about this world that you're operating in and this organization that you're working for that's very cool environmental storytelling at its best i think and, ha- and having played through that enough times eventually i did get to where like Let's see, is this the one I'm thinking? Yeah. So eventually, like this, uh, this lady comes out of the door at the same time every time, just mm-hmm. to come like I don't know if she's coming out to like have a cigarette or something, but actually like got to the point where I knew when she was going to come out. You know, like I played it enough times that I started to get the the feel of of knowing where everybody's going to be. So 
yeah, this game's gonna be fun to play more. Probably will be a a bigger hit on my PlayStation once Elden Ring's out of my out of my hair. Yeah, I'm excited to see you get deeper and deeper into it. This game, Shauna does not like watching. Yeah, why is this? I am randomly violent in it. Like I don't know. It's hard not to be. Doesn't like bald guys. Yeah. Well, it's just like <laughs> I just I don't know. I was trying to show off a little while she was watching me play, and I started just killing random people. And I don't think she liked. It. But I was like, I'm not gonna get caught. It's which fake. I did eventually get caught. But. Yeah, I, I would basically kill, you know, because I'm playing on casual mode. I basically like kill somebody and then go hide in a closet and then, and then wait for the, the meter to go down and then go, you know, do whatever I needed to do afterwards. You just got to change your costume and you're good. Yeah, let's uh, let's take a break and then we'll come back and talk about the topic and other games and stuff. Hey, you! It's me, Mario! Yeah, you! <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired! Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon feeding you the same old video game news on every single show? Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Wow! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! Back from the break. What's the next? I pre-ordered Tears today. I went oh. to GameStop and 
Oh yeah, I uh, I realized when I was editing the podcast last week that I forgot that you were the you were the physical collector of Nintendo stuff. So so the, so the Nintendo vouchers will not help you against the seventy dollars price tag. No, they will not help me. Tears of the Kingdom. No, I went and and uh, put down the full seventy dollars seventy five with tax. Wow. And uh, yeah, so a gift for myself in three months. Hey, when it and comes around, to... you'll be happy that you already paid for it. Exactly. And what sort of sparked me to to do that this week was they announced there's the pre-order bonus uh, which is a wood plaque i think it's fascinating because there's no indication on this wood plaque that you're going to get that this is a any kind of zelda merchandise yeah it looks like you know old you know highly in script or whatever there's there's like some you know cave painting type imagery on it there's no triforce there's no nothing else i think that's some people are complaining about it. I've I've just heard, but I think that's kind of cool. I think that's like you know, sort of sort of the DS hand of the modern era. Like, what the fuck is this? You know, <laughs> well, I, I think I'll look, I think, I'll I think back in the day you would get sometimes you would get like chashkis that were like the really expensive editions would have like gold coated, you know, like fourteen karat gold coated like uh, mm-hmm. metal or something. Well, now that lumber is so expensive, right? <laughs> <This is it. laughs> Wood black is like a gold. This is why it costs seventy-five dollars. <laughs> this wood black. The game costs twelve dollars to make. You can build a house with that. I still have like my what is it? My Mario Galaxy Two coin that it came uh, with from GameStop. It's like oh, yeah. what I don't know why. It's like yeah, here's a, here's a Mario Galaxy Two coin. Cool. It's like what what am I gonna do with that? I have it. I keep it. But it's like yeah, maybe maybe that's the new version of the tablet of like the Link. The Breath of the Wild tablet, you know how like the tablet was originally based on the Wii U controller. Mm-hmm. Maybe this one is a, a wooden tablet for reasons. I don't know. Mm. We, I mean, you mentioned this on the Slack, but yeah, we still don't know anything about this game, and it's like three months Nothing. away. It's like we don't know anything about Tears of the Kingdom except it's a sequel. Yeah, and the uh, the maps are kind are the same, yeah. but but more detailed, and that's about it. That's what I've I think. This is it. the least we've known about such a major game so soon before its release. We're only three months out. I can't. I can't remember any time where we didn't have like a too. proper yeah. full reveal. Three months out for Zelda or Mario or any such quality game. It's weird for yeah for this being such a heavy hitter of for Nintendo. I mean, the Breath of the Wild was like the seller of the Switch, right? When it came around, and now Tears of the Kingdom, it's like I don't know. I mean, we'll get a direct. I'm. I'm just, I would yeah. put money on it that we'll get a direct before it comes out. But at the same time, it's just like yeah, you know, we have no idea. We don't know what this game is. Seventy dollars, but who knows? I don't and see I, them um, doing the whole thing where they're like, let's watch somebody play the first thirty minutes or whatever, like they yeah. did before. Like, I don't think we're to get that deep of coverage, but they're not trying to sell switches this time. Maybe they don't feel like they need to explain it because they because it is going to be so similar to the other one, right? I also think they have another major product coming out in just like a couple of weeks now, which is not a game, but a movie. And they probably want to gear all their marketing hype toward that. And maybe we'll get... They probably have different teams. They they probably have a movie team and a video game team that does like marketing. I'm certain they do, but but they know that they can really only do the the media thunderclap on one thing at a time. And it's got to be the movie because the movie is April, what, 12th, right? So I, I... I think we'll get our big reveal like the week after the movie comes out. That's my guess. Sure. But um, yeah, I did notice that today they changed their their Facebook uh, banner picture to Tears of the Kingdom. So I guess we are about to start the media hype proper. Hope so. Uh, I played the baseball game, the ninety nine cent baseball game, WBSC e baseball powers 
Power Pros. I still haven't played that yet, but I, I want to. I've, I've enjoyed it. I think I it's just, cool. Like I said, Metroid Prime demands too much. Especially for a dollar. It's, it's it's a fantastic game for a dollar. Anybody should get it. It was good on Even Wii. Even if you're not that into sports games, it, it's really, really good. Yeah, yeah the Wii one was good. I had a good. fun time. It's too deep for me. Is it too hard? Too, yeah, the, too deep. I don't like the controls. Yeah. Well, so it's like... Um, is it still like, like where you, gotta, you point to the different bases with the digital no, you, pad? You, hit the, <laughs> you press the different buttons to to run to you know the button that corresponds with the base on yeah the, on the, so like on the like first yeah. second third yeah, baseball home, game right? controls have been that since forever yeah that's what i'm yep. saying it's still like that right yeah it's like yeah, that it's really not that bad i just i couldn't get through the part of the tutorial where you have to die for the ball and i was starting to get embarrassed in front of myself that i couldn't and uh, hmm. yeah I, I just kept trying and i couldn't do that part so i haven't played an actual game yet but i did create my character that was fun can can you can you push up on the analog stick and get a home run every time like on MLB the Bigs? That I was so. I, I love that game mm-hmm. because it was so easy to hit home runs. All you had to do was just point the stick where you wanted to hit it, and it would just like every time. So then I'd get like twenty, like you twenty, the, like, like twenty hit. Babe Ruth calling out your shot, kind of thing, or whatever. I'd get I'd get I'd win games like twenty to nothing. It was great. I love that game. It was a Wii, it was a Wii game, but I I figured out how to just like just win constantly. It was pretty much like the trick in a Stanley Cup where you could always like hit the hit the puck over the goalie and always oh, get a goal, like same sort of thing. Yeah, I think this is worth it. Every everybody should at least consider getting this. It's ninety nine cents. I've had fun with it, and I That's thought cool. it was going to be like a remake or something, but it's a new game. It's a new game yep. selling for really cheap. So cheap, ninety nine cents. I bought it just because I used my gold coins for it. I didn't even pay money on it. Well, out of the blue, I'm now reading. The Ready Player Two book that I got you like got that a year like, and a half ago for Christmas. I was say, didn't you buy that like two years ago? I was wondering if you're ever going to get around to it. Yeah, two Christmases ago. So I decided to uh, implement a no screens before bed uh, rule. Yeah, just helped me get on a better sleep pattern and get better quality of sleep. So now I'm reading. What does that mean? Because everything's before bed. Like, is there like a cutoff time? <laughs> every time, every, every, after you wake up, <laughs> yeah, everything ever. is before bed. Everything you do is before bed. All Sorry, I have to sign off this podcast right now. <laughs> um, no, just like you know, sometimes before I would like you know watch watch YouTube or something yeah. on my iPad in bed. But I'm trying to keep the the bedroom screen free and oh. just promote better sleep habits and all that stuff. Sure. So now, so you just read uh, about screens. Yeah. <laughs> just read about screens. <laughs> I miss my screens. Instead of looking at screens, you'll just read about screens. So I have this whole uh, catalog of different screens. <laughs> I'm going to check it out. So I picked up Ready Player Two because it's the book that's been top of my list that I've been wanting to read, and I'm I'm really enjoying it so far. Uh, just you know, some spoilers for people who hadn't read the first book or, or seen the movie. Um, it starts with. The main character Wade and his friends. Uh, they now run the company that operates the Oasis VR universe, and he discovers a headset that a secret headset that was built by uh, the founder of the company, James Halliday, who is sort of the Willy Wonka figure. And yeah. him being the Charlie Bucket, now he has the secrets, the keys to the kingdom, and all that. And this is the the deepest secret that uh, has been revealed to him so far is the existence of this crazy new he- headset that uh, Halliday decided not to release for some reason. Halliday has has this headset and 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 left a message for for Wade that you know you can do th- with this what you want. If you want to release it, release it. If you want to bury it forever, bury it forever. But this is the most advanced headset that the world has ever seen because it interacts directly with the brain. You put it on your head and it reads your brain waves and it delivers all the information, not through your eyes, but right directly to your brain. So you can not only see the sights and hear the sounds, but you can feel the feels. And 
all the five senses are 100% represented. Um, you can feel around vision. Correct. Yeah. So and there's umami flavors. <laughs> there's umami flavors. Yeah. And uh, not only that, but it can record all these sensations and it gives the users the ability to virtually experience it, experience someone else's actual life. So there's a being John Malkovich element to it. Oh, it's like that. Uh, what was that? That that arcade game in Rick and Morty, where it's like, yeah, he's going off the grid, like where you'd where you'd like do like the whole life episode. of Jerry or something like that. I mm-hmm. forget the name. It, the name of it was like what it was called, and yeah, it was, uh, you, so like, this, you like die in a car in like a carpet factory at the end or something. If you if you do that, yeah. So Wade and his friends they um, they all agreed to release this headset, except for uh, Wade's now ex girlfriend Artemis, uh, who is very worried about it and in fact after the events of the first book she now prefers to spend her time in more in reality reality that's probably because of that uh wonderful catchphrase from uh james halliday right where he said reality is real best best line i've ever heard in a movie ever my entire life i don't remember if that was even from the book or not No, it was in the movie it was in the movie for sure and i was like also in the movie he took like tuesdays off so he can make out with her so maybe she got tired of that and took off because uh the vr program was closed one day a week so they could make out that's how the movie ended <laughs> yeah, i don't know i've forgotten most of the movie but yeah i try to um, still that, that's me. that's where i'm at so far is just as is he's at odds with with his ex-girlfriend and uh he has just released this headset into the world and so i'm gonna see what what happens oh there's also he's discovered a new secret there's a new deeper darker uh easter egg as there was in the first one, so he's he's trying to pursue this and find the the seven shards. So, we'll, so we'll he's see. not so he's not setting out another like challenge like Halliday did. He's actually like, Correct. oh, there's here's level two. Correct. Yep. Yep. But it requires a second player this time. Huh? A yeah? second player. Yes. I don't know. I'm just guessing. It's in the saying. title. Ready, ready, player yeah. two. Now you're ready. And, after Ar- and like he's waiting got a, for thirty hours relationship with Artemis or whatever. Whether that be just friends or not, like they've got to fix things, right? So that's probably part of the. I'm guessing that purposely not read any synopsis about the book. I just wanted to dive in and yeah, experience it for myself. Sure. So yeah, I'm keeping up a good pace. I'm, at, I'm like 80 pages in so far after four or five days. So we'll see um, how I'm enjoying the book. And, and so far, it's good. So one thing that I did, uh, not this week, but last week, uh, in reference to the top of the show, was I checked out. Uh, some some AI stuff. I checked out Chat GPT and Jeremy. I know you did too. I, did. Um, I went first thing I did was I asked it for. Um, I, I asked it to tell me about Nintendo Main. As I said at the top, it didn't recognize it. It didn't know about Nintendo Main podcast, and so I gave it a little bit more information. I said, "Tell me about Nintendo Main podcast featuring Trey Johnson, Jeremy Mikowski, and John Nitter." Oh, don't put my name in that AI's mouth. It's kind of going to come after me. Sorry, it's too late. Come for me. It Slap my face. It's coming. So uh, I, I, I'll read just this just this one. I got a couple of res- different questions and responses, but I'll just read this one. So it said, Nintendo made podcast featuring Trey Johnson, Jeremy Mikowski, and John Nitter is likely a podcast about Nintendo. Hosted by Trey Johnson, Jeremy Mikowski, and John Nitter. As hosts, they likely discuss various topics related to Nintendo and its games, hardware, and other products. They may also offer their opinions, insights, and analysis of different aspects of the Nintendo world and provide news and updates on new releases, events, and other related topics. This podcast may be of interest to fans of Nintendo and video games who are looking for entertaining and informative content about the world of Nintendo. That was pretty good, and it blurted all that out in just an instant. 
I think when you put podcasts in there, it would automatically say that they may offer their opinions. I'd like yeah, to listen yeah. to a podcast without opinions. Actually, that probably. But now here's boring. the thing that I thought was really interesting was you know first I said you know tell me about a Nintendo made podcast and it, it it said that it wasn't familiar with a a podcast called Nintendo made. Could you provide me with more information? Right now, Jeremy, you also asked it about Nintendo made. So I was trying to find my exact prompt, but I was using mm. the free version, so it I guess it eliminates your history. I wish I would have saved the. Okay. actual prompt that i asked but i did i did say a little more than just like tell me about nintendo main i was like yeah. i said uh please write i think i said please write three paragraphs about nintendo main podcast a podcast about nintendo I, I, it was pretty vague uh, okay but, gotcha but this is what it said and this scared me because it's revisionist history it's not just <laughs> like a lot of people would just be- probably believe this if they had just started listening to this. When it comes to Nintendo gaming, there is no one quite like Nintendo Main. Established in 2010, <laughs> Nintendo really? Main is a podcast <laughs> that obsessively covers everything Nintendo, from upcoming games to retro footage and everything in between. Run by a group of rabid Nintendo fans, Nintendo Main has been a major voice in the gaming community for years now. It continues to provide fans with everything they need to stay up to date on the latest Nintendo news. From their weekly Nintendo show, Nintendo Main produces some of the best retro Nintendo footage out there. Whether it's a documentary exploring the history of the company. Yeah, it was like documentary. We we haven't done that yet. (laughs) Or an interview with a talented game developer, which we have done. Yeah. Plus, their weekly top 10 countdown is always a fun (laughs) top 10. (laughs) As they take a look at the best Nintendo games of the past week. No matter what you're into when it comes to video games, Nintendo Main is a podcast you don't want. <laughs> that's a, that's, a, that's it, what it, ended. it literally did just in there. Yeah. You don't want to listen to. <laughs> it's a podcast you don't want. You do not want it. <laughs> There's no I, punctuation. I don't want to miss. I mean, we, you, know, you know, we've many times we've kind of, just, you know, been like, when did we start? When did we start? We definitely did not start in 2010. That's for sure. <laughs> no. That's it hilarious. was 2015, which is the actual so there, date. So yeah. here's my thought. <laughs> I asked it to write three paragraphs. It probably wrote more, but it's only going to show a certain amount in the free demo. So there probably is more to this that I just couldn't see. Is it? Well, so I, I asked it to write me a 10,000 word novel and it explicitly told me that, I'm sorry, I can't write that long. It, that's beyond the limits of this uh, trial oh, okay. version. You got to pay for that. Yeah. Yeah. Would you read so it? I think it would have told you something the same. <laughs> would you read a 10,000 okay. word novel written by a, I just want to see what it came up with. Yeah, I asked write me write me a couple of different stories, and I know my my friend Eric. He's asked it to write bedtime stories for his kids, and no yeah, weird. these are like full fledged stories with ups and downs, and yeah, they're good. They're yeah. the, the next Disney Left Plus show. Rights. It's gonna yeah. it's gonna be this. Like, just wait. Yep. Uh, Boba Fett's Toe Fungus, written by uh, Chat Chat GPT. I'll read one more thing because. I was listening By to the way, Chad GPT refuses to not call it Slave One, so that's still an issue. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to one of our recent episodes and I heard our commercial. I'm like, you know, we could use a new commercial. So, Chad GPT, could you write us a commercial? I don't so, know. Our commercial is pretty good. I, I've never heard anybody like say that, that it's not good. So, no, I, 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 think, I think it's good. I still listen I like, to it sometimes while editing because I think it's a quality commercial. I know. I want to make another commercial like that, but that was so good. But I would make another one, but not written yeah. by an artificial intelligence. Well, it's already written. So here it is. Because I said, <laughs> uh, write a podcast commercial asking listeners to join our Patreon to hear bonus episodes called Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. Here's the response. Hey there, Nintendo fans. Are you looking for even more gaming goodness? No, Look no further. 
By joining our Patreon community, you'll get access to our exclusive Nintendo Main Expansion Pack bonus episodes. In these episodes, we'll be diving deeper into the world of gaming, exploring all the latest news, rumors, and reviews. So don't wait. Become a Nintendo Main Patreon today and expand your gaming knowledge. See you in the Expansion Pack. The, the problem wow. is that we don't we do not do that, though. <laughs> we don't. Uh, we, the fun, I think the, the fun thing about the Expansion Pack is we don't... Expand your gaming knowledge, though. Yeah, yeah well, shit. that. but I mean, but... But we don't talk about reviews. We don't. We don't. Uh, we don't talk about no, news we and try rumors. To keep it evergreen. Yeah, because yeah. we talk about mm-hmm. our own like favorite things, and we try to make it weirder than the other stuff. And 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 also saying Nintendo main fans, you missed it. It was right on the table there. Nintendo maniacs. That's what I used in my own commercial that I made a long time ago. Yeah. Nintendo maniacs. It sounds better. It rolls off the tongue. Just saying. Actually, well, I, think, I think Nintendo six Nintendo said it too once. <laughs> so after I got done messing with chat gpt i decided we probably need an ai logo as well so i went to mid journey and uh i said i typed up nintendo main logo and i don't know maybe we can put this out on the facebook group or something we can see what it came up with i mean you can put uh, it out there <laughs> are you guys able to see these these are pretty they, ba- they basically look them, like but... they look like ro- low rent baseball logos it's like yeah, the newest yeah. uh with the walgreens team what's that seattle walgreens the ones with the w's it, it looks like it looks like a baseball, you know, like a league of their own, like with the the peaches or whatever. It's like some really yeah. old ass uh, baseball logos. I mean, they're just giant M's. It's like we're the Mets. Just here's an M, they, big M, M M M N M. It's like they're they're missing vowels and T's. One of them says Mama. <laughs> I don't understand. Like it's, I mean, it, like the M of Nintendo <laughs> Main is, is not <laughs> is it not the main. Wanna <laughs> Mama. It's like none of them say it in Nintendo Main. They're just like they're like M. Nimi Mama. It's like what? How did you get that from this? But see, like, if you could, but if you were to like look at these from a distance, you could like recognize some like some vague elements of Nintendo. Like with this one, there's kind of like a Yoshi egg or a mushroom at the top. And I definitely see the Metroid M. Yeah, the Metroid M. Like, like it's it's just this weird remix. Like, like Nintendo stuff got thrown into a blender, and here it is. Yeah. So, I, I this is in, not a whole lot of what I've seen at a. Uh... That festival where they were selling the Mario themed. Uh, oh yeah, the par- parody posters, the High Luigi, yeah, whatever oh, it was, yeah. Luigi Hell. It was like it, uh, it just said Endo instead of Nintendo. Oh yeah, yeah. Like a couple of them have Mario in the logo. My favorite one might be the one. <laughs> it's just like some NPR guy sitting there, like in black and white. He looks like Steve Albini or something. Yeah, and he and he has like the devil on his shoulder, but on his shoulder, but it's just like this blue demon with with red it's like eyes. Manjaman Minjulm. Yeah. <laughs> They also kind of look like, have you ever, you know, whenever, whenever you have like, have you, have you ever had your iTunes like look up, just try to look up uh, album covers for some of the music you have? And sometimes yeah. you, you run into this really weird like Hindi album that isn't, has anything to do yeah. with anything that you have. And it's yeah. like, he is a body de- or whatever. That's what it looks like to me. Is this is like these, these like albums that come in from other countries. And it's like, okay, that would well, happen. Not with that like one, any, but yeah. Any record like that. I would record in a band, like I would put it into my computer and it would pull up some weird, like, yeah, when I was like in a jazz movies too, it was, yeah, it was something like that. It was like a, like a Russian album or something, had not, like a classical album or something that had nothing to do with. Yeah. Some of them were like, yeah. I guess there was one time I worked at Pitchfork and I got like this sampler CD and I put it on my computer and, and like the sample, some of the bands, like the, 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 
like whatever that band was, it came up with this weird like album of like, or it'll do the same thing for video game music. Like if it doesn't recognize the the artist or whatever, it'll come up with some other person that you've like never seen before. And it's like, okay, that's not, that's not Koji Kondo, but you know, whatever, let's go with it. That's just the algorithm like in the early days that is now accurate. Some of them are pretty hilarious. But it was trying. It was trying. After the logos, I moved on to some other random video game related things. And yeah, I'll, I'll put these on the on the Facebook group so everybody can see. So I think they're pretty funny. I typed in uh, Reggie Fizeme as a Titan from Attack on Titan, 100 feet tall, roaming a field, eating people. And yeah, that's pretty much what, what it spit out. So there's a giant Titan wearing a business tie. Definitely looks like Reggie. And, um, yeah, it won't, it won't type in violent things. I did find out like... Yeah, it leaves the uh, violence out. Yeah, so it, it gave me some kind of message. I, I, I typed something else, uh, and then it gave me some kind of message. Oh, that's too violent. I won't, I won't do that. So, no, he's not actually eating people, but he's definitely looking threatened, threatening toward some smaller people who are there in the field with him. Uh, I put in the Battle Toads, depressed and unemployed, and yep, there they are, like Battle Toads, you know, cartoon style, and like the dark, dank streets of New York, having a rough time. I think uh, my favorite one might be, I typed. Uh, Bubsy's legs are spaghetti noodles. And that is amazing. Yeah, it, it looks amazing. Like this looks. It like looks a, almost like the. Uh, it made Bubsy kind of look like the uh, cook or the uh, honeycomb guy. True. Yeah, the little yeah. The weird honeycomb looking creature. Dude. Yeah. Slimer yeah, doing his taxes is pretty funny. Yes, <laughs> Slimer <laughs> having difficulty doing his taxes. Yep, there he is. It's a. It's a, it's just hard to hard to explain, but it'll be worth checking out the Facebook group. To see some of these things but, a boy in his blob is a spielberg movie I, I think that makes sense i think that'd be a good movie like i think that's sort actually, of up I think, his alley I think this looks better than yeah. uh, spielberg's uh, pedigree right here i don't think he could ever uh make anything that good i like uh bubsy's parents are disappointed in him yeah those are definitely bubsy's <laughs> parents and they are not proud of their son uh, it kind of disturbs me how long you spent on bubsy here like i didn't know you were so obs- obsessed with uh <laughs> with Bubsy, Bubsy thought... drowning, uh, Bubsy spaghetti well, legs, got, Bubsy's well, parents. Well, no, I've got Bubsy. I got <laughs> Bubsy stuff from when I did a, or like what was it, a year or two ago. I was doing some stuff, and I've got some Bubsy pictures. So, I've actually got a picture of Bubsy and a pug standing in an alley that I love <laughs> so much that I got from. I can't remember what that other one was. It, it was like crayon or something. I think it's probably still attached to these other things. They're probably all joining forces by now. But these are like much higher quality than I remember for any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. There was that one that that the first one that hit uh, as far as the image AI things like the what was it called Dolly? Yes, like Dolly. The, that was it. Dolly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those ones I mean, were kind of like baby the, steps. Every, everything looked like everything looked like stretched honey Bloody. in that thing. Like in the Dolly, mm-hmm. it's just like it's, everything was weird. It had this weird like ghosty stretchiness no, these, to it. These are all tangible images and. I mean, is this is this still stealing art from other people, like the other ones that people made into their icons on uh, on on Facebook? Because there was a whole thing about that that one you paid for was actually found yeah. out that they were actually stealing art from real from real people. Wasn't I mean, it, it's just pulling shit from the internet, so it was actually stealing right. stuff that people had made, and you know where people all of a sudden like make their Facebook yeah. profile for, like some artificial intelligence thing that stole art from someone else. It was a whole thing. Yeah, uh, I don't know. The argument against that is that if a human did that. It would be considered a tribute, so it's like inspiration, like a tribute. Yeah, yeah, yeah but you're not paying it's like someone for it. You're paying because, like, a lot of people have done a, a Starry Night type painting, probably because they love that painting yeah. so much. And likewise, the computer is just gonna be like, "Oh, I like this," and you gotta kind of sort of be like, "Okay, computer." Yeah, it's not. 
Yeah, no, it's not taking samples from these artists and, and like making a collage or something. It's well, it kind of is because sometimes you can see their signatures. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? So, yeah. oh, I didn't really. <laughs> yes, their signatures their signatures have shown up in some of the some of that stuff. Oh, okay, I know that. Yeah, that's different. Though. Or like Game portions of it, or like distorted versions of it. Yeah, and I, I also made Shigeru Miyamoto running through a wall at six hundred miles an hour. I think these are pretty good. They're pretty scary. So I I just had one last thought on on AI, which like. I thought it could be used in games to filter out complete trash from uh, user-generated content, which I experienced that a lot with Mario Maker 2. Like, you know, 80% of the games, the levels on there are just like garbage. People just throwing shit all over. So what I would like to see from the next AI uh, viral thing, whatever that comes up, just just give me something that's like going to filter out bad user-generated content, put it in a bin somewhere, and upvote the good stuff. I think that would be a useful AI thing in, in the game field. I don't know. I mean, that's. I think that any upvoting should be left to people who are actually playing the game instead of some artificial intelligence system. I mean, think about some poor kid who like uh, put his heart into this level and it gets put in trash because of this artificial intelligence system, just because it's too easy or something like that. And this kid is like five years old and he always already wants to kill himself because his uh, Mario Maker level was uh, got shit because of some artificial intelligence bullshit. So. I don't know. That could that could be that could be pretty dangerous. I think in that maybe way. you could have it as an option. Like me personally, I would I would like to avoid all that and, gar- and, hot garbage stuff. And also, uh, you know, fun is completely subjective, person to person. Like, like one person might might like uh, might like harder levels, but one person might not, or one person might want to just see like music levels or whatever. And it's not going to be like able to put it all together and be like, okay, well, these are the ones that you will enjoy because it can't do that. It would have to. That, you would have well, to be able to now, cater like what that. you. You'd have to put your actual, like, you should be able to just put in the things that you like and you don't like, and it would filter through in that way or something. I guess I was I mean, just that impressed is by AI the... Insane. Yeah. But this would actually the, potentially like, be putting someone... Like, what if instead of having to play through your Mario Maker level, there was, like, an AI bot that would try to beat it, and if they mm-hmm. can beat it, then you submit it. I could see that. I like I like it better that you, have, that you have to beat it, though, because you made it. I do, too, but it. still. Yeah. I mean, that seems like kind I, of a cop-out. Yeah, so what kind of inspired that thought was just, like, the dirt, the jump from the dolly, which was kind of smudgy and, you know, un, unclear, to this, which these images are, in some cases, like, crystal clear. Um, it shows that there's a level of nuance that has achieved in at least the last year or so to where maybe uh, maybe there could be, like, an option that I could use it in, in a game to, to turn on some kind of filter so I don't have to see bad levels and and or bad user generated content and and I, I think i think yeah to trey's point yeah make it make that an option i think would be a good idea um i think that's part but, of the fun though right seeing the bad user content i don't know depending on what it is <clears throat> i mean i guess we don't play a thousand plus hours of mario maker so we're not really on your but you could also have level, level there when, when it comes to ai you would make specific bots like this person hmm. or you know this this bot prefers kaiju levels this, this bot prefers True. like uh this that or the other so you would have like different preferences represented in that regard, and then right. that could that could coincide with actual tags you click on in your search or whatever. But they could also be AI opponents for them. Anyway, player you, and stuff. You could put you should put some of these pictures on the community page. Yeah, I'll pop them because on there. they are they are pretty hilarious. But speaking of the community page, we should definitely talk about our topics for this episode. We're like two hours in, and we haven't even got to that yet. But uh, no, I put up some Sorry. questions some questions on the Nintendo main Facebook group, the community page 
uh, basically asking, you know, now that the gates are open. Actually, I don't. I don't think that's what I actually said. Um, <laughs> I said, where to go? Now that we've all joined the Heaven's Gate. No. <laughs> now that we have Game Boy Color Advance games on Nintendo Switch, what would you like to see come to NSO? I would, and then I said stuff that I wanted. Yeah, now that the gates are open for Game Boy and Game Boy Advance stuff, I wanted to know what the what the community wanted and all that. So let's see what we got. Navigating through this is always weird. See, this is where AI would be benefit. Fake <laughs> <Big> fans. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can do that anyway, right? You could buy. I, I get, I get advertisements for it every time I stream anything. They ask me if I want to buy fake fans because, because I, I know I don't have any, have any real fans. All right, yeah, Game Boy. So the Game Boy one. Uh, Jeremy Arthur answered. Uh, we know Fire Emblem GBA is coming, but would love to see Sacred Stones as well. Mario Golf Advance Tour, Golden Sun, The Lost Age. Since we knew Golden Sun one is coming out. Shining Force, Final Fantasy V and VI would all be great, of course. I thought about that too, but you know, Final Fantasy V and VI will come with the Pixel Remaster. So, mm-hmm. and I think Shining Force is already on there in the Sega one in some way. I thought about because uh, Sega did have like a Fantasy Star collection that came out that was really good on there. Mm. Shining Force is on the Genesis collection as well. Yeah, and we we also got a, a response from uh, Twitter from Daniel Thorson from uh, Smashing Theory. Nice. Uh, he said, up, Daniel? N- he said, number one, Hamtaro, uh, Nintendo sp- published them. I hope that makes licensing doable. They remain charming and unique adventure games. I never played yeah, I any Hamtaro games, but they, but they, I've heard cool. they're good. Yeah. And I like, I liked the series at the time it, it, that, that, you know, I, I was, uh, I think I was 20 or something that time when that show was on, but I was uh, working at, at a hardware store at night and I'd come home at six o'clock and about six thirty or so when I was eating dinner on Cartoon Network. Hamtaro came on. You know, it's just a, like a nice, charming little show to watch at the end of a long day, which was actually the beginning of a of a day. Um, I just have fond, fond memories of that that show, mm-hmm. and I remember hearing that the games are actually a good quality uh, series. So yeah, I, I agree to that. Nice. I thought you were going to say you worked at Hamtaro Hardware just because of <laughs> Hamtaro Hardware. Yeah. Uh, put it, it in like the IAI a picture. No, <laughs> get a Hamtaro <laughs> hardware going. Managed by a beaver, one hundred percent. You can't have a hardware store not managed by a beaver if there's animals managing things. They're beavers. Okay, number two from uh, Daniel. Power Quest, a weirdly competent plus balanced fighting game for Game Boy Color. I've never played Power Quest. Local online multiplayer for this would be huge. And number three, uh, this is on my list. I'm sure this is on Jeremy's list as well. WarioWare Twisted. Tilt and Tumble oh, being absolutely. on there for Game Boy gives me hope. Gotta so. be. WarioWare Twisted, of course, yeah. I mean, that's definitely one of my big asks for this, which we yeah. can get into that now. I made, I basically, I looked, uh, I made a list of stuff that I wanted to be on there, and I also looked at games that I have that I wish would be on there, yeah. like uh, physical games that I actually own. Uh, one of them being Donkey Kong 94. I have that game. That game's great. Uh, it was released on uh, 3DS, right? That That should be... Yeah, and I played a lot of it on there. Actually, that's the most I played. But it should be released on NSO, and most importantly, it should be released with the Super Game Boy uh, graphics on there because that was how it looked the best out of all. And for some reason on the 3DS, you didn't get that. You just got the regular black and white Game Boy. You didn't get the Super Game Boy effects and all that and the special yeah. like um, backgrounds and all that shit. Yeah, isn't that all pre-programmed in there with the filters and stuff? Like You could turn that on if you want. Not, I mean, only if you have the Super Game Boy and you play it through there. 
But I mean, if you were to, if this game were to be on, on well, the- there, there is no Super Game Boy. There's only three filters. There's the there's the green filter. There's the Game Boy like pocket black and white filter, and there's the Game Boy Color filter. And those are the three. So I mean, isn't do. the Game Boy Color filter basically like the same as the? No, then the game then the Super Game Boy. No, mm. so they're different. Well, the Super Game Boy, you could actually change the colors into different things. Like you could create your own color palette for each game. And there was also the backgrounds and all that. But certain games like Donkey Kong 94 and also Donkey Kong Land, which is on my list because Donkey Kong Land was great. It was more colorful on that because it had enhancements that would work with the Super Game Boy and the Super Nintendo. So mm. playing it, playing the Super Game Boy version versus the Game Boy Color version, the Super Game Boy version looks much better because it can do a lot more. And also it had, uh, like with the game, the Donkey Kong Land one had like the, the, um, the fully rendered... Uh, 3d like plants in the background like from the from the donkey kong country games and all that stuff so so yeah it was really cool but yeah donkey kong 94 that's a good one this is another one i forgot about that i actually own ninja gaiden shadow that game was great on on game boy i don't know how i found out about it i think i had a friend that had it but it's like same thing it's like the original ninja gaiden has some really cool cut scenes and like and like sort of like similar play but i actually beat this so it's not as hard as the as hard as unfair as the NES ones, but that was a cool game that I would love to see that show up again. Ninja Gaiden was on the NES NSO, so you know it could be on there. Uh, this one is probably is a definite, but I think it should be on there. The Super Mario Brothers Deluxe, which was uh, Super yeah. Mario Brothers One on Game Boy Color, but there were some extra levels in there as well, like kind of similar to like the Mario Three stuff. And that game was really cool. And there's some cool mini games and stuff in there. I that was like I played that every level. I don't think I ever officially beat it, but that was like when I got that, I was like, all right, I'm going to beat every level of Super Mario Brothers 1. And it looks nice and it has that little like curs- it's a weird cursive game title. Because, because of the aspect ratio, there's like scrolling when you. Yeah, the scrolling, the scrolling is weird. Like I remember people having a hard time with that if you're used to playing the NES one. But it, it would be cool to just have another version of Mario Brothers on there in that way. I agree with all the bonus content, especially. They could even do like a widescreen. Well, they'd have to change shit up, but maybe they could do that. Um, the other one is uh, that I didn't realize I had a uh, Dragon Warrior Monsters, which is basically Dragon Warrior's version of of a Pokemon, but they're very good. Like they're ones where you basically collect the monsters from Dragon Warrior and and you know fight other monsters with them. That'd be a cool one to have on there. Um, I mean, I'm sure Square might want to do their own thing with that, but it would be cool to see those Game Boy games re released. Well, especially with like the online features, like how cool would that be to to uh, legitimize an old Pokemon competitor all of a sudden? Yeah, people could play it online. And- I don't know if you can actually trade in Dragon Quest Monsters or not. I never really tried. I I mean, I I don't know. I never tried to do it, so I don't know if you can actually do that or not. But it would be cool to have it on there. Uh, Two main ones for me, of course, is a Pokemon Pinball for Game Boy and Game Boy Advance. Like, both those games are incredible. Like, I would love to see them on there. I think they ended up being on... I think Game Boy Advance uh, Pokemon Pinball was on Wii U, so there's a good chance it'll be on there. Yeah, Uh, Shadowgate, which was re-released for Game Boy Color. Shadowgate never made it to NES, but... Put Shadowgate on there. That game's great. I would love to play that again on my Switch. Shadowgate was actually the uh, one of those in between cartridges that would run. Was it? Both. Oh, I thought yeah. it was just because uh, it was see through. So I thought it was only Game Boy Color. I thought it was black cartridge. Oh, maybe maybe it was black. I don't know. I think I lost my. You let me. My you let me borrow it for a long ass time. Oh, is that where it is? Because I can't. Because I can't find it. <laughs> what? I gave it back. Yeah, you would be able to play it either way. But Shadowgate's a great game. I'd love to see it on there. What else do I have on here? Um, Metal Gear Solid, we already talked about that. That would be excellent because that game's incredibly expensive. Uh, I think last week we mentioned uh, Resident Evil as well. Like the Resident Evil Game Boy Color game would be awesome. Uh, I would like to see the Mario Golf on Game Boy Color and make it compatible 
with the 64 golf game that's already on there. Like, let us put our golf characters onto the 64 game Whoa, that's an awesome through the idea. two Nintendo Switch Online systems. And Mario yeah, Golf would... Mario Golf Game Boy Color is very good. Like, the, the Game Boy Advance one is very good, too, but the Color one is also very, very good. Like, they're both very, very good games. So anybody who hasn't played it on Color, you should play the Color one. I bought it on 3DS and played the shit out of it, and I thought it was, yeah, amazing. So This is a bit of a side note, but what were some other... Game Boy and N64 compatible games because the 64 had the thing where you could plug the Game Boy game into the cartridge slot or whatever. Like any of those, bring bring both of those. I mean, there's uh, obviously the big one that people have been asking about is, you know, put Pokemon on there and then have it interact with the Pokemon uh, Coliseum games or, mm, or Stadium. No, stadium. Yeah, it was Coliseum mm. was GameCube. Uh, yeah, the Stadium games on 64, those interacted both ways. Uh, also, the tennis game. There was a tennis uh, Game Boy Color game that worked with the tennis game sixty four, I think. So, and that's all I really yep. know to really know of for those. But that would be a cool thing. For did you guys did you have anything to add for regular Game Boy Game Boy Color stuff? For well, for me, you? Game Boy, I would I would think they'll never do it, but I would love if they brought the LSDJ software to the Switch and made it able to actually like use that to program music on the game boy because that's like a that's like a third-party software that someone came up with and professional musicians use it still to program music like certain types of chip tunes and stuff so how cool would it be to have it on the switch but it, it it's not going to happen it's bootleg software it's not it's not official quote unquote it's not well i would like to see the game boy game that uh basically inspired or 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 kicked off the creation of Star Fox, which was a game called X. This was a okay. game by uh, Dylan Cuthbert and uh, Argonaut Software. Yeah, I remember that or, game. Yeah, they, that? they yeah. used it to, they showed like what they could do on Game Boy and that right. brought they them to what they could do with uh, Star Fox. There is a game version Boy. of that that you could get on 3DS. I don't know if you could still, it was like a Wii, it was a it was a DSiWare thing that you can get mm-hmm. of it, but it's oh. but yeah, it would be cool to play the original Game Boy one. Yeah, Nintendo saw that game and you know wanted to have meetings with these guys to see what they could really do. And famously, they were uh, you know, one of only a handful of Americans that were invited over to actually work at Nintendo. And, and uh, they they were not Star American, Fox. were they? I thought they were British. Oh, no, British, British, They're British. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I definitely like to see like to see that one. But as far as uh, Game Boy ones, this is one that I'd forgotten coming out came out. But uh, there was a sequel to Gunstar Heroes on Game Boy Advance. It was the first Gunstar Heroes game that I ever played. Gunstar Super Heroes, which was really good. And it's probably the first, well, not the first treasure game because I think the tre- first treasure game I ever played was Mischief Makers. But uh, but no, it was it was a really good game, and it turned me on to Gunstar Heroes, and I played the Genesis one after that, so it'd be really cool to have on there. And just because I own this game, and I thought John would get a kick out of it. Grand Theft Auto Advance. Put that on yeah. Nintendo Switch Online. That'd be fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah, Grand, Grand Theft Auto on Game Boy Advance. It's top down. Uh, you can get guns and shoot people and steal cars. It's ridiculous. It's not as good as what was it? Uh, Chinatown, Chinatown Wars. Wars. That game was great. Yeah, but there. But it's not a bad game. I have it. Yeah, put put that on there. <laughs> GTA Advance. So it's be, probably more hilarious. based off the PlayStation games. Yeah, it's it's more like the, the PlayStation one. ones. Yeah. I uh, put Tales of Fantasia on my list because that's a game that I bought from uh, Chris Kohler. 
Uh, he had that. That's a, oh, yeah. a, a Tales game, Game Boy Advance put, game. Put Chris Kohler's Tales of Fantasia game <laughs> on NSO. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, that's a cool, it, it's a pretty good game. Like the sprite, the sprite stuff on it's pretty amazing. Uh, Mario Party Advance, like that was a fun game. Put that on there. Or whatever the e-reader version of that is, put that on there. Mother 3, of course, is the ultimate, uh, is, is everybody's ultimate, like, holy grail of this. Is now that we have Game Boy Advance on here, put Mother 3 on there. And, of course, uh, Rhythm Heaven, another game that only came out in Japan. But, you know, you could put Rhythm Heaven on the Japanese one, and you'd still be able to play it, because you don't need to read yep. any any of the dialogue. Nope. You just got to be in time. So, Some people say music is a universal language. They do. Another one I was thinking Another one I was thinking of that would be a ton of fun to play online, uh, the A Link to the, pa- a Link to the Past yes. slash Four Swords. Put that on there, so we could play Four Swords online. That would be really cool. You remember that was a release like just as Four Swords, like for free on 3DS, and you could play that online. Yep. But yeah, no, let's let's do that so we can play it online on. Switch. I just want to play Link to the Past with Link going. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you want the chatty? You want the chatty Link? And of as course, as you're putting it on there. Just dial up the yeah yeah by like you know 400 percent as well. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, we already mentioned it, but yeah, Warrior Warrior Twisted would be so badass on there. Like it would be. I mean, that game's already amazing. It won't be as good because the other one kind of had a rumble pack on there that sort of like, you know, would yeah. like you could kind of feel when you twist it on some of them where it's like where it would kind of it, well, it, it, it just works so well. Yeah, the, it, it was a prototype of the, the Wii remote. Yeah, yeah. And the haptic feedback that that contains. And Tilt and Tumble is already on the way. So that's good. That's, as Daniel was saying earlier, yeah. and we saw it in the direct. It's a good chance we might see it. But yeah, Twisted is really good. Wouldn't they be able to do something with the you know HD rumble on the Joy-Con? Would that be able to? Oh yeah, maybe they could kind of they could try to maybe. mimic it. Well, that would be another yeah. cool thing for. Uh... I haven't heard of HD rumble in quite a while. Though. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I, I struggled to remember what they were. Is that still a thing? Yeah. Well, that would uh, that'd be a similar thing like with. Uh, uh, Are we gonna get four K rumble soon? Yeah, I, was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say uh, uh, Pokemon Pinball had had a rumble had a rumble thing inside of it the game boy one was a giant one that had a rumble on top of it and the game boy i guess the game boy advance one didn't have one no it was the it was the mario kart ds one that had a rumble pack that you put in the bottom of your ds that would make it rumble that had like a little cartridge that was a rumbler mario kart ds no not mario kart uh metroid prime metroid prime pinball ds is what i was trying to think of had a little rumble thing Mm. you put in the bottom but you could use it for other things as well not just that. Well, I could knock out my Game Boy ones, Game Boy Advance ones, pretty quick. Um, obviously, Urban Yeti. Come on. Yep. It's legendary. It needs to be. Le- needs to who be owns out. that? It's Nobody. So we we could like we could bring that to Switch. Like, let's get a Nintendo Switch Online. See, uh, buy the license development kit or, or whatever those get a get a kit. Maybe it's cheaper just... to buy the license to Urban Yeti than to actually like buy a copy of it. Yeah, it's like, anymore. does the company even exist anymore? <laughs> like, can we just buy it and put it on Switch? Like, like produced by Nintendo Main, <laughs> whatever. It's like slap your mama games or something. <laughs> no, I can't remember. But uh, Drill Dozer was a good. As you were just talking about Rumble Packs. Drill Dozer's actually a pretty expensive game now. I found out. I found that out recently. I do own that game, but uh, it's uh, got a built-in rumble pack, and it's all based on feeling for the right time to shift. So you actually need to use the like the different degrees of rumble. So it's got a bit of that, uh, a little bit of that same uh, rumble feature of WarioWare Twisted, just not as tilt heavy. It's more just about yeah how it communicates there's different levels of rumble it's still a cool game though i think it'd be cool to bring it um monkey ball jr oh yeah i thought about I that would... one of course because yeah that's a great 
I mean, we did have we have the remake of uh, Monkey Ball One and Two, but Monkey Ball Junior just worked so great on the Game Boy Advance, and it looked the the 3D on Game Boy Advance blew me away. Yeah, it used it two different engines to like run either you're playing the like 3D games or the more like you know trick 2D games like the well like the the bowling game was not a fully 3D game, but it still controlled pretty well. But uh, yeah, the the actual like golf and the yeah single, they they pull off player. full three yeah full 3D polygonal shit for that game it's really cool and I'd they love fa- to see it on the big screen they- <laughs> for some reason <laughs> yeah it is fun to play uh game boy games on a 4k tv um yeah it's a, and it was really cool how they pulled off analog with digital pad like where you just press like a to go slower yeah. and b to go quicker or vice versa whichever one right yeah you kind of like basically you had a break sort of like a soft break <laughs> it wasn't like a real break um, and then finally, Lunar, because it's a legendary RPG. It came out in the Game Boy. I never Game Boy Advance. I never actually played it. I played one you know, of I them. I think I played the DS. I heard one. it made a lot of yeah. I heard it, it made a lot of sacrifices, but still, I don't know how else people are going to get hold of this game because no one's making the PlayStation One version anytime soon, and nobody's releasing a Sega Saturn game. So the the Game Boy Advance version might be the only way we get to play it. And we we got a lot of really weird Game Boy Advance releases for Wii U. So I mean, you know, and of course I you know Konami Crazy Racers was on there. That'd be great to see that, so people can play it for free or you know for free through Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack or whatever. But yeah. And finally, of course, I have to say, bring DS. Like maybe you can't do 3DS yet, but surely you can do you can do DS somehow. Got to figure out the two screens. I guess they'll both have That's to be right. on the TV. We need the backbone. <laughs> yeah. Well, we yeah. need to find out. We need to figure out a way to use the screen and be on the tv or whatever i don't know yeah but i'm very excited when i was playing the game boy advance games i'm like man this there's there could be so many cool games because yeah because you're saying like yeah there was weirder stuff on game boy and game boy advance but also yeah. at, 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 a, at a lot of points there was better software on the handheld than there was on the console for nintendo and that's why i was so happy when they finally brought them together because there were a lot of times where they were like oh yeah no the best stuff is on 3ds or ds or like gba or whatever and it was like yeah, then they brought it all together for Switch, and I think that's a big reason why it was so popular. And all, I think the Game Boy Advance was a the Game Boy as well, but they were big places to like experiment new technology that they ended up bringing to you know, so like the the rubble and the and the haptic feedback, and I mean, I guess there's not a lot else, but that kind of stuff could easily be emulated by. Well, I guess also the tilt control and stuff. Yeah, they could be easily emulated by the. Uh, the, the pro controller or the joy con so all these games like drill dozer and uh you know and uh even metroid pinball would work yeah for sure i mean well even our eight bit does have a uh, have motion in them and all that so you can easily yep. play wireware twisted with that i mean it works really well for me aiming on metroid prime and we have one more one more question and one more uh topic ish but you know obviously we don't have to spend that much time on it but uh we have one more topic and question that was on the nintendo main community page and this was one that I've been thinking about, of course, because, uh, you know, Jeremy, you've been watching it. We haven't even really mentioned it yet, but The Last of Us, the TV show. Holy fuck, yeah. this this show is great. It actually gave me faith in video game TV adaptations for the first time in my entire life. Yeah, the people who are making it, like, they love the game. Like, they take, like, small characters and make them into, like, full-length they're doing uh, the right movies thing around these characters that maybe didn't mean that much, but now you're fucking crying your eyes out off of, off of this one, these characters' relationships or whatever. It's like holy shit! Like you obviously know what you're doing and all that. I mean, nothing's compared to that third episode. The last two episodes have been good, but like that third one is still just like oh yeah, oh my god. 
Well, we watched it. I mean, what Jess and I, we've been watching it together. And, yeah. and Jess said, like, uh, that was, like, one of the best television episodes, like, of all time. Like, who cares whether it's a video game thing or not? Like, one of the best TV episodes that's ever been created was that episode. Yeah. Like, period. So, I mean. It's, it's really, really good. Yeah, it's um, done really, really, really well. And it's, I uh, think it could exist as a film on its own without being part of a series. Like, it, I mean, it is. It's like it's like an eighty-minute. It's like an eighty-minute movie. Like I, that's why I like. Like their first episode was like ninety minutes long. You know, so let's and they all kind of change times depending on whatever they want to tell in the time. And I've also seen, you know, you see the comparisons where it's like the exact same dialogue between like, you know, the game and the, and the TV show and all that. And they've yeah. just done a really good way of, you know, take somebody who actually loves it so much who can like do it the way it should be, but also like add so much more to it to make it more impactful and all that. I'm seeing, I'm seeing like the same people that liked, you know, that used to talk about, you know, this is going way back, but my same friends that used to like be really into game of Thrones and like want to talk about it every week. Now it's like, last how of they us. are about yeah. last of us now. And they have not been like that about house of dragons or whatever, you know, or about uh, yeah, I didn't think anybody watched Euphoria or about all these other <laughs> yeah. like HBO shows. Like last of us has really got the zeitgeist in its grasp. Yeah. No. Yeah. They. Yeah. They've been doing really well with it. No. It's a. Yeah. It's. It's very. Very impressive. Like the way. The way they're doing it and how they can. You know, capture a lot of it, but also go out, go outside of that and do more. Expand it. And oh, what what I was gonna say is um, it's also like what taking the sales of Last of Us up like three hundred percent or something like that. It's insane. Like they've basically everybody. So many people who've never played the game like went out and bought the game after like the first couple episodes. Like the sales are skyrocketing still, and it's probably not that expensive now. You probably buy it for like twenty bucks or something on PS4. And it's already been remastered, and then they're getting ready to do a re-release. Yeah, they've re-released it multiple times. I mean, I thought about because I because I played through Last of Us over a weekend, and it came out on PS3, so it's not even that old of a game. Yeah, I played I played through it on PS3. Uh, My roommate Brandon at the time he gave me his copy, and I played through it, and I actually looked to see if I had it because I didn't remember if I bought it or not. And I looked at my PS3 games, and I don't have it, but I do have the DLC that I paid for. But uh, but I did kind of I thought about buying it again and playing through it just because of how much I like the game. So it's worked so well in that. But I I put you know I put the the question up to the community, just asking you know like with the success of last of the Last of Us TV show, what video game story would you like to see be made into a good TV show? And the answers we got uh we got from our friend uh, Saint John of Nerd Noise Radio. Uh, what about like Metal Gear Solid? Well, Metal Gear Solid would be a great show. Uh, Dave, oh, absolutely. David Hutchison said Xenoblade. I'd watch that show. Uh, each game is its own season. They'd be actually really long seasons because those games are very long. Also, feel like Doom needs someone to do it right. That'd be interesting. It could be like Pokemon, where it was like it. The, I'm sorry, I'm still stuck on a on Xenoblade. Where I'm like, it could be like a series, like Pokemon, the Pokemon series. Oh, sure. I would. I mean it. I feel like if it's a Jap, if it's Xenoblade, it needs to be done by a Japanese company, like or somebody who like understands it enough. But I feel like Japanese stuff should stay in that world. I don't know. Um, and then the next one is actually something that I was my idea for a video game TV show. Actually, it's already been many video game TV shows, but I want it to be done better. When he said, uh, "Would love to see a Shin Megami Tensei or Souls," as those these would be visually stunning. And the one, the original in- inspiration for this came from me. Like, past couple weeks, I've been playing the shit out of Persona 4. I put, like, 30-plus hours into it. And uh, because I was so into Persona, I started watching the Persona anime, the Persona 4 anime. The Persona 4, the animation, as it's called. And uh, the first episode was awesome. But then the second one... 
they just skip all over the place and they skip like all the dungeon stuff. They go like four months down the down the timeline where I just got into the things that it, and I'd put like twenty some hours into it. And all they do is just show the social shit and they cut out all these major storylines that come from the actual dungeons and all this shit. And I'm like, I don't know. I was like, all right, well now it got bad. But I, I would love to see a Persona TV show done right. Like if they did it, they could do it right if they actually like. Stuck to the stories, they could make it really freaky. Like the same thing with like Shin Megami Tensei, because those demons are kind of freaky, and those dungeons are really freaky too. Like they could make it very scary. Like it could, you know, it, it already has like the Buffy the Vampire Slayer tone to it. You know, where like you have to fight demons, but you also have to go to school and and take your tests and all that stuff. But also, people are getting killed, and like there's this whole like uh, murder mystery around it and all that. I would love to see a good Persona show. And that that first episode. I thought it was great. It had all the music from the game and all that, and 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 animations were similar to like the Persona Four Golden and all that. And I was like, this is great. And then they go into the Shadow World, and then everything goes totally, completely different. And and like uh, the main character like destroys everyone with like one with like one Persona like in one second, and then all they're just doing all uh, social stuff. And I'm like, what the fuck happened here? But no, I'd love to see a good Persona show. I haven't watched the five one, but. The four one really let me down, and that was when I started thinking about like what would I do on my own on my own show. But uh, let me read the rest of these answers, and then we can talk about what you guys think about that. Uh, Joel Dewitt said, "Not sure exactly how they'd pull it off, but I'd love to see a Shadow of the Colossus adaptation. That'd be interesting because there's like no dialogue in Shadow of the Colossus at all. It's just riding with your horse and taking down uh, giant monsters and all that. But I would still like to see somebody try." Because those games were yeah. Big. What if it was that entirely game was cool. like speechless? No one's done that before, I think. Actually, well, I mean, the, largely silent TV show. I mean, you know, uh, Jess would always say when we're watching movies, like they love it when there's long parts with no dialogue. And actually, this is a funny thing. Every time we try to watch Last of Us, there's some sort of glitch in my phone or whatever where it always comes on in Spanish whenever they start talking. But there's a good like five ten minutes of like no dialogue, so it takes a while. For you to figure out that it's in the wrong thing. So, like, you've already seen all this stuff happen. And you're already pulled into it. And then they're just like, hola, me gusta. You know, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and it's, uh, yeah. No, but, me gusta zombies. But there's good, there's a long, <laughs> long parts with no dialogue. And Jess always loved that where it's like, uh, you know, big, big sections of movies where you can tell so much without saying a single thing, you know. So, to have a whole movie. I mean, you know, they used to make silent movies back in the day. You remember that? It's uh, We got another comment from Jeremy Arthur. If done right, the Metroid franchise would be great. Another thing where we'd have to have a silent protagonist, but we could try mm-hmm. to make it work. Final Fantasy IV's story is not overly complex, but the characters are very well developed, and it could work. I would watch that. That'd be good. Final Fantasy IV has a great story. And uh, speaking of Jess, Jess commented as well right before we started. Y'all, it's a Zelda that's like half Indiana Jones and half Lord of the Rings. I would watch it so hard. It would need an enormous budget. That'd be interesting. Indiana Jones meets Lord of the Rings. This is Zelda yeah. game. Yeah, that could work. I mean, yeah, if it's if it's kind of sort of like the uh, Breath of the Wild too, with all the shrine investigation yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, the adventure and then kind of free willing fun of uh, Indiana Jones with the the lore of uh, Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that works with the lore of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to right. see. This is totally random. But it just popped into my mind. How about a Jet Set Radio TV show? I think that'd be cool. You have that sort of stylized look and. If you were to do it live action, you know, you could, uh, I think you, there's ways to pull off those, those, uh, interesting you know, cell shaded style visuals. Um, and, and then just the, the setting, I imagine like a neo futuristic Tokyo. I think it was set in Tokyo. It's been a long time since I played it. And then there was some aspect of the game where 
you know, the police were like out in force against the number one enemy, which was, you know, the, all the graffiti artists. I think the combination of like this world of like renegade graffiti with the uh, Harajuku style visuals and, and, and rollerblading of all things that can make for a really unique, interesting TV show if done well. For sure. I would like to see, uh, I would like to see an Animal Crossing TV show done in the style of that amazing, uh, the anime Animal Crossing movie that we watched because that movie's really good. Yeah. Like with the character and all the, um, the, I think you watched it, right? Didn't you watch it with me, Jeremy, while you were here? What show? The, the Animal Crossing movie, the animated one. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did watch it. I like to see a show, an Animal Crossing show, like in that, like that, like that movie because I think that movie is one of the best video game movies ever. It's done really, really well. And if they could keep it going, like with all the relationships with the characters and all that, you could make it good, you know? Or if you could do so it, if you wanted to do an Animal Crossing live action, I might do it in the style of the um, uh, Where the Wild Things Are movie. Yeah. That great movie. That sort of documentary style look with those, you know, animal creatures and stuff like that. I think it could be an interesting, interesting take. So I was thinking um, I would kind of like it. Have either of you guys seen uh, Joe Para Talks With You on Adult yep. Swim? We just found this recently. I like that show. So it, it's been out for a while. But what if you took that sort of wholesome, abstract humor and you applied that to something like Stardew Valley as a as a show? You could really have like yes. this guy living on the farm, like doing all these chores and talking about you know the the uh, the minutia of the chores in a really interesting way. And then he could wander in the town, and everybody's just doing the things they're always doing, mm-hmm. like as NPCs. And I really think like you could make the stardew valley show go on for like 50 seasons you could call it joe para talks with dude <laughs> but i thought i thought of it so much when i when we've been watching the show we found it on random on it was just suggested to us on hbo and we started watching it we're like holy shit why did we not know about this mm. oh it's so wholesome it's wholesome humor it's wholesome tim and eric kind of that makes sense yeah yeah i agree i like that show it's 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 yeah wholesome tim and eric is a good way to put it Less sort of left turn for, for adult swim, but yeah, that that applied to Stardew Valley. I think would be a perfect combination. Is that all you have for uh, for video game TV show ideas? I'm sure I could think of a million more, but uh, that's what I got for now. Yeah, I'm trying to think of shows that would work. Yeah, the main one for me was Persona because Persona very much has like the anime feel to it. I was just really disappointed by how the anime ended up being when I watched it. I was like. I was like, you skipped all of these arcs. Like, what? Are, what are you doing? Like, we don't even know these characters yet. Like, come on. And it, and it does the it does the calendar days like it does in the game. But then it skips like three months, and I'm like, wait, you mi- we missed all the you 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 cut out the whole dungeon about Kanji's sexuality. That's like one of the best parts of the game. So yeah, I was I was disappointed in it. And I and I had waited so long to watch the second episode, and I'm glad that I did because I had to be like 30 hours into the game before I would get to that. And I think maybe they made it just for the people who had already played through the game, but I want something that that's like last of us where it'll like bring you into the series. Like if you don't know about it, you know, the mm-hmm. obvious, what they would want to do with making video game movies or TV shows or whatever. I would love to see an F zero TV show, but I don't think that's ever going to happen because we can't even get a new game. But if we get one based around, I'm sure I mentioned this before based around those cutscenes from F zero GX, that would be so cool because those cutscenes are so out there where it actually shows the, and those characters, there's like 30 characters in that game that are so fucking weird. Let's just just talk, let's just go all about that, like the mystery AD that looks like Super Mario Brothers, you know, the Super Mario Brothers guy, or 
or like Doctor Clash with like the with the extra arms or whatever. Or Zoda is like the there's like Star Tropic stuff in there and like Star and like uh, Star Fox's dad James McCloud is in there too, but he's a human. Yeah, let's just let's just do that. And Pico and Doctor Stewart and all these other crazy fuckers, and they all had theme songs in the in the in the F Zero GX game. Just take all that music and just put it in a thing and. It would be great. And I've always said that I always wanted to, if I had enough money, I would give money to the band Proto Men, which we're actually seeing mm-hmm. in like a week, because they wrote, um, because they made these this amazing music based around Mega Man 3, and I would love to see them write like a rock opera movie about Mega Man 3, but they could do a TV show too. I'd just be like, give them all the money and just, here, just do whatever you want. You you know, you don't have to follow the game, just make it like those incredible albums that you did, and I would watch it. It would be great. <clears throat> but yeah, I think if the, you don't have anything else to say about TV shows, we can move on with that. And thanks to everybody for responding to us. And I think that's uh, that's that up. That's our episode then. Well, we got to talk about the one big piece of news this week. I think we got to talk about the one thing. If okay. you're yes. talk about the same thing, is it the Mario yes. trailer? Yeah, yes. the okay. awesome Mario. All right, we'll talk about that and then we'll week. be done. So uh, everybody's seen it by now. But of course, the Mario Brothers. Uh, Super Mario Brothers Plumbing has an actual commercial for the actual plumbing service service, and uh, it's out there, and it it, it references uh, the Super Mario Super Show with the song. It plays the song from the Super Show. Mm-hmm. It's just incredible. The entire song. The entire song. And well, not the entire song. They they cut out the parts that that didn't make sense for the plot of the movie. Well, they like, cut, they cut out the stuff about going yeah. to the Mushroom Kingdom because yeah. they haven't gone there yet. Oh, they, they, the yeah, only yeah. part they and talk they about the is uh, talk working about on the drain, living in Ronald Reagan's America. Yeah, I remember that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, well, also referencing the but Super Show. The this is, this the rumor. They don't say that. This is a rumor, but it's believed that the woman who is in the commercial uh, is voiced by the woman who voiced Princess Peach in the Super Show. I mean, that'd be a deep cut. That'd be that'd the only. It'd be like it, the only voice that's made sense so far out of all these, right? <laughs> yeah, I would. I. I, I this, I don't know, this is one of the best movie commercials that I personally have seen, and it, it re, as far it re, as teasers go, I think yeah. it, if it would if it had been the first commercial they ever released, people would be so much more hyped about this movie. Even if it was like mm. facetious in its content, like you see the models of the characters, but you don't necessarily get a full idea of what the movie's going to be. I still think it like as a teaser trailer. I'm surprised they right. saved it for now. It, it, honestly, it, it's it gives more personality to to Mario and Luigi than any of the others trailers have. I think that's yeah, kind of what absolutely. you're trying to say, but yes. you know, just the way they're just plunging the drain and like fixing the, whatever mm. it's, it gives so right. much more personality. And I'm sure you notice people broke down where you can kind of see the, the green screen reflected on the back of their arms, like in the commercial. Cause it's supposed to be, look like it's made shittily and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that, Cause even the, the, yeah. the woman at the end is like, you drained everything, but my bank, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, makes this face and, yeah. We we're, we're finally at the point at CGI where you can mimic the disgusted, confused look of someone yeah. doing a line at a at a reading that they end up using as the final take. Yeah, there's a lot of subtlety to the humor. <laughs> it's just uh, it's very well done. You can see that, that there's also a lot of little Easter eggs and stuff in there. Like when when you have a close up of the map, you can see one of the streets is Hanafuda Street, and the other one's 1889th Street, and they intersect. Mm. So there's a a city on the map called punch out for some reason but hey punch out sure I, I just think overall this commercial is you know reassured me that all right they're they're speaking to the 40 year old nintendo fans who would remember the super show so and i feel like kids that they're bringing to the movie that's right and did anybody else call the number no no 
It's not, and I figured it was a real number. I don't numbers of, of people I don't know. Well, it's five. I thought it was five five five. So that wasn't. Uh, <laughs> no, that's a real number. You can no, actually call number, it. Yeah, it's a yeah, New York. I have number, a link right? if you want to hear what's said. I I linked it on the on the page there. But yeah, it's Luigi, and uh, he talks to you and says, you know, thank you for calling Super Mario Brothers Plumbing and blah blah blah. Is it Charlie Day? Charlie Day. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead and play it. It's that link right there where it says, "Here's the audio." I guess I did. Uh, I did get a call from uh, Dan Aykroyd when I reserved the uh, Ghostbusters game for Wii. So I mean, there's been weirder promotions before. I yeah, mean, you Tony know, Hawk. where I got like a. I, it, it was like a. Yeah. It, it was a. He left a message on because I didn't answer the phone, and it's like, "Hi, this is Ray from the Ghostbusters or whatever. It's time to pick up the game from GameStop or you know, like one of those things." So. <laughs> You know, like when it's it's like when the whatever the fucking giraffe guy would call you from Toys R Us. It's like a similar thing. Yeah, and I texted the number. You can text the number as well, and you can have a, a text conversation with Super Mario Brothers Plumbing. So uh, rather than read it, you know, I'll just reiterate the number. You can text nine two nine five five Mario, which is um, actually six seven six two seven four six. Yeah, six mm-hmm. six two seven four six. I checked, and yeah, it's a New York area code, so they're paying attention to the details like that and the website's pretty cool too website has lots of easter eggs on it like you click on the top banner it makes the gamecube startup sound and yeah they're, they're doing it right i'm excited for the movie more, more excited for the movie because of all this hopefully i didn't mention in the stuff that i've been playing but uh i visited alamo draft house in chicago we're actually going this weekend as well for ant-man and i if i'm going to i will go see mario there because uh i had faith in that place and it was fun, actually. It, as weird as it is to see waiters run in front of you and duck is probably the strangest thing, but at least people don't talk during the movies. So, And yes, and, and Jeremy wanted to know, if you want to order drinks, you have to write it on a piece of paper and you put it in a little thing and you hit a button and that's how you order. So it's like a little like tube? No, it's like a little clip. The, and you have like a, you know, you have like a pad of a notebook paper or, you know, oh, like they a little, just like hang it on your chair or whatever. A little notebook thing and you, you have like a tray in front of you and there's a little yeah. like metal clip. And you just write stuff on it, and you put it in the clip, and then you push and a button. see the clip. And you push yeah. a button that calls them, and then they come out and get it, and then they bring it to you. Even though they did, they brought us our receipt like 20 minutes before the movie was over, and I was like, that kind of took me out of it. Like, can you just wait till the end to bring me the receipt? Like, you're spoiling that there's not much left of the movie, you know? Come on. Yeah. Bring it out during the bonus credits. But it was fun. They had a cool, like, video uh, bar there and all this stuff. Like, I took a lot of pictures and sent it and all that, and... We're going back on Friday, so it'll be... Uh, I enjoyed it. The burger was really good, too. But, yeah, that's we can wrap it up now, right? This has officially officially yeah. been our episode 358 of Nintendo Main. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and thanks for writing in to the questions and all that. I want to do that every week. It's nice to have engagement and all that stuff. That's nice. So keep doing that. And, yeah, thanks for listening, and thanks for responding, of course. And uh, we talked about the Super Mario Brothers website, but an uh, even more important website is uh, patreon.com slash Podcast. That's a place you can go to, and you can donate $1 a month, and you can hear all of our bonus episodes on there. We just did an episode where we uh, remapped our old uh, thoughts on, on favorite video games of, of late of last years and remapped them for the current era and all that. It was it was fun. So We did revisionist history, and it was fun. If you want to hear us talk about uh, our old lists from six years ago, seven years ago, whatever, we go we go back and talk about that stuff and, and all that. And we have a, we have a February-themed episode coming up soon as well. And, you know, for higher levels, you can hear the WRIT radio mixes, and you can see the videos early and all this other stuff. Uh, look at the website. You can get physical stuff sent to you as well, like stickers and posters and mugs or whatever, depending on whatever level you're on. Check that out. And we're all over the internet as well, like uh, YouTube.com slash Podcast. 
Twitter still exists. Um, at, I'm at Nintendo underscore domain, and Jeremy's at jmaxstack. Also, twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast. I just streamed Prime last week, actually. Well, last week isn't being three days ago. But I streamed Prime on there, and uh, you could and you could watch me get, get killed by the Omega Pirate. It was pretty epic, so uh, watch that on there. But I've been streaming every Monday around 11, so check that out there. And uh, yeah, that's and that's that. Um, also, if you want to be a part of the community, go to uh, the Facebook community page. Just look up Nintendo Main Podcast. You'll find it all over the internet. I don't know why the AI didn't know about it. You can easily Google it, and it'll show up first if you look for it in that way. So we are all over the place. But we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. Eric Mikowski. John Litter. And thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next week. See ya later. Everyone, we've got to go, but we'll be back next week. Hey, paisanos, it's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. With the Mario Brothers and plumbing's a game. We're not like the others who get all the fame. If your sink is in trouble, you can call us on the double. We're faster than the others, you'll be hooked on the brothers. So hang on to your seat Get ready for adventure and remarkable beats You'll meet Koopas and Troopas The princess and the others Hanging with the plumbers You'll be hooked on the brothers to the There's apartment noise. Like your apartment's like mad. Somebody's doing something. <laughs> I don't, I'm not hearing it. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> and then all of a sudden everything went to hell. Is this fine now? No, no it's now terrible. It's, now it's like, now it's like old movie playing on the wall. Like yeah. an, old, an old, like, uh, now a ghost is trying to, <laughs> to communicate <laughs> through the, the podcast. Yeah. Somebody sent it to you. Cause there's a, cause there's a spirit inside of the cable. <laughs>